Yo, this is the 10th episode. Isn't that crazy? Woo! Double dig? Yeah, we're in double, double digits. digits. We're, we're an official podcast. Established. I think that's what this means. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> you good, Marcus? I saw that heavy tweet. <laughs> <laughs> that was all our reaction. Dude. Marcus, you fell asleep at the worst time. The tournament actually got so hype as soon as you fell asleep. I, I was just typing like incoherent things to marcus like and he's just asleep and i'm like oh okay uh, <laughs> i literally just started spamming my keyboard at him when i like a bunch of the hero shit started happening and he, just, saw, he was just I asleep the, i saw the hero pac-man set but i was like in my bed like dude that set was insane oh, okay bro. it was so good like dude. i think um dude Watching Hero play like that, it made me want to play Hero, which is bad. That is not good. That is not a character. The dude, the oh, way he, God. he managed the menu, how fast he read that shit and picked things with a purpose, it was so it was so ridiculous. It was so cool to see that kind of the side skill of reading comprehension at such a high <laughs> level. Like it just happened so fast. It was it was yeah. so impressive and so like... fun to watch. Like, if you watch it, like, at first glance, it low-key feels like he d it's not even, like, an RNG thing. It feels like he has a flowchart going, because he just, like, gets everything going so smoothly. That's, mm -hmm. like, the fastest menu shit I've seen ever. Yeah, you can, you can definitely manipulate the menu, because you can't get the oh, same yeah. stuff twice, and then blah, blah, blah. So I'm sure, like, all that stuff's going through his head yeah. as he's playing. Five head? <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like you think, you kind of naturally think all this shit with your character that someone else who doesn't play your character wouldn't think. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, if I see if I see a Ken proxy jab, I know what's, you know, I know, like, what the flowchart after that is, or I know how to kind of see ahead of that, whereas someone who doesn't might not have as clear of an idea. Yeah. Hero mains that translates to the, the fucking list, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Right. Like I saw, I saw them do like they like healed twice in a row, and I'm like, okay, you you want this for the healing, but also because like that your menu you mainly gonna, want your it. menu's gonna yeah. be looking nice now. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. That was early hero tech. You get get the heal out of there as soon as yeah, you can. Get heal and bounce out of there. And it was interesting. The the thing that I thought was cool because you think about a hero getting this far in bracket and it kind of, you know, resurges a lot of those conversations about the RNG and all that stuff that works yeah. in the character. It was a cool design choice to give him kind of shitty spells in there. You know what I mean? Like he, like if you're off stage, you're smashing zoom is broken. By the way, is something I've fully realized is that that shit is yep. just not okay. That yeah. is not okay. But the fact that the, the one that makes you metal also exists is super funny. Like Sakurai's <laughs> like, how do we balance this? They get like fucking Looney Tunes basically. Like you might just die instead. So I thought that was an interesting, like, you can't just spam. It's not all good. You I'm know what I sure mean? I'm pretty sure the odds cool. of getting Zoom off stage are, like, very, like, more than... They're yeah, very high. More than, it's really more high, than yeah. half, like, more than 50% chance. Yeah. You should and be you able to flicker the chances. list twice, yeah. Yep. You get two chances, too, because you, you can use uh, yeah. you can use menu while you're dropping down, then you can double jump menu, yeah. and then, like, then you're done. <laughs> then you're, uh, it's over. But, yeah. mm -hmm. but I guess we get, get into our first topic. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know when you wanted to start the, like, the topic of yeah, yeah. the top 10, Gavin? I guess the first thing I want to say is today's the 10th episode, and we were talking about how okay. we feel official, but something that's actually more official than that is that we have the first nine episodes all on Spotify, if you guys actually Yay. want to check that out. <laughs> Let's go! This is something you guys have been requesting for quite some time, Yes, and finally got off our lazy asses and figured it out. Yeah. So. <laughs> so we better see the numbers reflect the requests, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's awesome, man. Oh, dang. Crunch already had the link. I was just oh, about to damn. share that. 
Let's go, Crunch. crunch. God. I, I just go now crunch. I'm just mad. Like I'm just I'm doing it anyway. But we have all of the current episodes on there too. I set this up like a couple of days ago. Um, I put some of like the the artwork on there, so it it should be good to go if you guys are interested. Um, we got all the audio files. Like we even cut out all like the intros, and you just get right into it on Spotify. So if you guys are interested in that, feel free to check that out. Um, if you're watching on YouTube, it'll probably be in the description and all that. Um, but yeah, yet yeah, uh, last week we had Hazmat on and we talked about the first half of the top ten, just describing like you know some really cool stuff about. Oh my goodness. Uh, Dan, well, that's a way to start it off. <laughs> Nance, thank you for the 10 gifted subs. Thank you so much. Oh, Nance. Sheesh. That's, that's okay. one way to start it up. <laughs> we talked about 10 through 6. Um, we'll talk about everyone else, and then we'll talk about the, the Japanese tournament that happened last night. So some pretty easy topics. Should be able to get through you know, a couple hours just with those topics alone. Um, but uh, yeah, I think we're good to go now that I got the stuff I wanted to talk about out of the way. Oh, yeah, dude. <laughs> oh, yeah, we didn't do Meister, we did 10 through 7 last time. True, true, true. Okay, so Meister is, is six, <clears throat> Meister six, yeah. Got it. If you guys want like detailed information on like what we're going, well, one, like the thing we're going over is like essentially their specific player traits, right? Like, obviously, the thing that makes like any fighting game. Um, really cool or any form of competition is like there's like standard ways to play and standard things that are just good right but uh it's like every player has their own like specific niche that like makes them particularly strong especially with the characters they play right and ultimate obviously you have a lot of different flavors of characters that you can bring to the table might not necessarily be top tier in some players eyes but like they like a lot of these players still make those characters work and a lot of those these players make their characters like look top tier you know like there's so much justification when you watch them play it specifically so kind of like i guess like if we want to be cool and it's like there's like superpowers i guess or just what makes them really really strong at the game um and you can see like de like we'll do a like tldr of what we've done so far we've done 10 through 7 so far yeah. um so just you guys can watch that on the previous podcast if you want details we'll give you a quick tldr and then we'll jump right into meister so nice Okay, I'll, I'll check. I think I think ten is light. Ten is uh, light. <laughs> light. Yeah. So I guess I, I'll start off with the TLDR. Light, obviously, just pro in terms of like raw reaction, he's probably the best in the top ten or one of the best. It's it's hard it's hard to tell. Everyone's reaction is really good, but his like his reactions for like what what it takes to like be good with Fox is insane. Like particularly tech chasing i'd probably say he's the best tech chaser in top 10 um especially with fox the way fox tech chases like um other characters you can get kills off of tech chasing but with fox like you need to be able to tech chase at a high level to get um or at a top level to get kills so just really like very offensive he plays uh very unique in a sense like he just he uses smash stick a lot of players use tilt stick um stuff like that especially with fox so just very like offensive very um in your face aggressive pressure oriented player and he like essentially like crafted the meta for like fox at the end of smash 4 and at the very beginning ultimate that play style that he like crafted in smash 4 is particularly like kind of like how you should be playing fox in ultimate so yeah that's it's pretty much light. Obviously, like I said, you know, you can check out the other podcast if you want more detail, but we're just yeah. going to give you guys like a quick TLDR coming into this. Number nine? The Buzz. 
The booze. The defensive juggernaut. The, yep. the god. The god. One of the hardest players in the world, for sure. <laughs> Crazy understanding of neutral, uh, how to play defense, how to get out of disadvantage. Almost impossible to hit. Very consistent. Uh, Consistent's a good one. A good word. Yeah. Yeah. Personally, one of my favorite players to watch. Sam. Also, kind of a slash top five in, like, since Brawl. <laughs> like, yeah. Kind of a the character heck? specialist, too. Not many. The characters he plays aren't necessarily the most popular either, so. Mm-hmm. Pretty unique uh, character lineup with, like, Olimar, Rosa. I, I, I know he's playing a lot of Min Min as well. Yep. <laughs> yeah, ca- those characters fit his playstyle very well, too. Like, they kind of yeah. naturally fit what he likes in characters, and, and then he makes them work. He, like, blow. Like, you can kind of get this natural flow with these characters where the yeah. defensive style works but he takes it to like dude the stratosphere like he just yeah. takes it out of this world it's insane that's his ability i also remember saying like he really elevates like just a lot of basic techniques like to the point where a lot of people won't even notice like how mm-hmm. how great he is at like some of the basics and then number Definitely. eight gluto the gluto um i think it came down to the like the capitalization right yeah. like how he could take one hit and just I think we all are thinking of the same combo right now, basically. Uh, was that was that Genesis? It was Genesis, Genesis wasn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. On, on Nairus Palu, yeah. Uh, yeah, he's, I think, capitalization and just complete and best understanding of his character uh, and how to really make Wario kind yeah. of shine. I think he has so much time things. with the character. He's really creative. Mm-hmm. He hits really hard. You know, he's willing to, to you know, work through a lot of the tough matchups, too. So, yep. like... You you can really like make the most out of your character when you get creative and you really put them in like uh, weird and like difficult situations. And then number seven, Zach Ray. Yeah. Oh, okay. Just had a just we just had the pleasure of watching him last night too, in top eight of the Japanese tournament. Yep, Joker. Please use your Joker. Yeah. <laughs> but can use like basically any character in the game. Um. I don't even know where to start with, just because of how many characters he plays. Like, yeah. where do I start? Yeah, by in my opinion, best Rob. Um, oh yes, I in think the world so. doesn't use Rob for every matchup, which is smart. Uh, but yeah, he he like the way he picks up characters. It's it's a it's at a very fast rate. He can either push the meta for a character. He pushed the meta for Wolf. Um, he was like the first wolf to really like take it super super far and then like kind of just instantly dropped it which was weird um i i honestly think you should play wolf more but i mean that's like another topic but essentially he he's like um in in some ways similar to gavin um gavin has struggles with like when you're too good with too many characters uh obviously not a lot of you in chat probably have this issue but yeah very few Damn. people on this planet have this issue i'm, I'm just i'm keeping it Shots real fired up the chat. <laughs> Like, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, dude. But yeah, Zachary has a similar problem, but like it might even be worse because like he plays like a huge variety of characters. I don't know if he's just experimenting at some of these like Japan tournaments, but he plays like a crazy amount. So it's like um, kind of like streamlining it could be an issue for him, like maybe one of his like weaknesses, but it's also one of his strengths that he can like kind of pick up a character really quick, apply it in tournament very, very fast. And I mean, just clearly like throughout ultimate's lifespan i think it's kind of agreed upon that he's japan's number one player so um that in itself is really strong to be like that good in that small of a region so um incredible player a uh, very very young um and just has so much potential yeah i think potential's a word there for sure i, I, I heard mean, that he's, rob he's... is his favorite 
dude, his Rob is like can, so. He makes Rob it. look so fast. I can definitely see yeah. it in the gameplay. So mm-hmm. that's very interesting and cool to know. And I then I guess we're getting into the ones we haven't talked about yet. Number six is um, Meister. Yeah, I Probably think the number Meister... one character specialist in the top ten, and if in terms of the definition of a character specialist. Yes, the definition of character specialist. Like, yeah, because Game and Watch isn't um, like you have Gluto, but Game and Watch is like more of an anti-meta like character and like a little bit weirder. Like Wario is an actual meta character that like a lot of people play, and then Game and Watch is kind of like um, a bit more of a left field pick, especially in terms of a top ten list. And considering like it's the only character he's really played most of the time. Yeah. And so many people, so many Game & Watch mains just straight up gave up on Game & Watch. I think a lot of the change to the fair and the change to the way his up Smash worked, I think going from Smash 4 to Ultimate really turned off a lot of Game & Watch players from playing him. But Meister, like, he was quiet at the beginning of Ultimate, and now obviously he's just an enormous threat. And a huge thing is that Game & Watch does so well against some top-tier threats such as Peach and and Pikachu. Like, he does so well. He's an anti-meta character. Meister himself has changed the meta of the game by sticking with Game & Watch. Like, yeah. if Meister went and he, he became a Lucina main or whatever, he'd still do great. But he changed the damn game. Like, everyone has to learn how to fight Game & Watch now. If you want to make yeah. top 8, if you want to win a tournament, you have to know how to fight Game & Watch. Or you're you have to consider it every time. It. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He changed the damn game just through his kind of determination and his uh, commitment to the character, which is honestly commendable. And I think he kind of has a DeBuzz-like quality to him, too, where, yeah, he plays kind of this big defensive kind of game. But at the same time, there's a lot of small aspects to it that you really you know need to come to appreciate. Or you're just going to keep losing to him or not know kind of what to expect from him and his character. So I, I, I respect him a ton because he stuck with Game & Watch when it would have been really easy to drop him. And now he's really reaping the, the rewards from that, that labor there. So Yeah. The the advantage state every opening is like mm-hmm. it's kind of crazy Up that air. sometimes he doesn't miss sometimes yeah. eighty to hundred percent is the minimum like yep. Bro. holy shit he'll hit you with like a stray hit of like. Up air one, it just like caught your jump or something, and he'll convert that into like your stock, and you're just yeah. like, what? <laughs> I just all I did was jump, and now I'm dead. Like yeah. I was just playing neutral, I got clipped. Oh. All right, well, all right, next stock. Like, yeah, it's kind of crazy sometimes... considering, like, the the bulk of the damage is, like, you know, during the juggles and the combos, and then, like, you're like, okay, I'll go to the ledge now. Like, I'll I'll take the L and go to the ledge. Okay, you lose. <laughs> yep. So Sometimes you watch him play, and, like, if you're watching... You're like, what the hell is the other player supposed to do? Exactly. Like, he locks the game down so tight. It's yeah. like, how, what are they supposed to do now? It seems impossible, which is so funny considering the character was barely considered a mid-tier uh, <laughs> on initial impression. So, yeah, he, he's nuts, man. He, cha- he literally changed the way people look at the game, which yeah. is insane. He's definitely one of the best people at, like, making it a one-player game. Yeah. Like, sometimes it just feels like he's the only one playing, and you're like, well... I'll get to play at some point, but then you realize you don't get to play at some point, and then you wait until the next game. You're at the you're at the character select screen again. You're like, yeah. what? Do I even want to keep playing? <laughs> I even want to keep playing against this? Like, oh. like uh, so squad strike, or you know, if we get some more characters on the board, something like that. Nope. Can, All right. Do we have Just character bans in Smash now? I banned Game Watch. <laughs> <laughs> that MOBA, that MOBA meta. What were you saying, Charles? Yeah, he uh, he. I respect Meister so much because everyone thought, um, everyone thought Game Watch was just bad in the beginning, like really yep. bad. Um, and I'm talking like first three months of Ultimate, maybe even six. It was a while. 
a lot of people don't realize that Meister wasn't even top 50 on the first season of the PGR. So he went from unranked or like not top 50 to top 10, which I think is almost top five. five. I I don't know if anyone had a bigger jump. I think that is the biggest jump in history of like, even if you include Smash 4, I don't know if there's any been anyone that's like been not top 50 right into top 10. I don't like even if you include Smash Four, definitely an ultimate for sure. Um, the amount of resilience it takes to do that is insane. To believe in your character that much when everyone else is telling you, like every other top player, every other like analyst, commentator, or whatever is like just saying, like, oh, this character is bad. The the reworks were horrible. Like you can hit anything out of fair because they the, Game Watch got like revamped. Like th- it is a very Game Watch is a very different character. Um, Meister still. You know, he made Game Watch in four, but like he had to relearn his character because they reworked so many things about him. Like the down smash berries, the the forward air is completely changed. Even like even things like down up tilt, air. um, up smash, up air. Huge you don't one. toot toot, you don't toot toot anymore. The up smash yeah. changes, right? Like so many things that changed about this character, and he literally went through all of it took the L's in the beginning and really mastered. And he like essentially created the game and watch meta. And on top of that made game and watch, like from a bottom tier, like whatever, like, I just hope I don't play like some random game and watch. Cause like, I just don't know the matchup. Like the, the only reason why I lose the game and watch is I don't know the matchup to like learning. Like he changed that to, I better learn the game and watch matchup because game watch is a relevant character. There's a, there's a relevant player that plays game and watch. And like, if I don't know this matchup, I'm going to get screwed over. And yeah. like he he totally changed the game. Um his advantage state is probably one of the best advantage states like just period. Um very very consistent the way he positions his up airs is insane. He makes up air look like extremely broken. I think it I obviously think it's just an extremely broken move, but like he he makes it look so crazy and yes. when you look at his game watch compared to other game watches, I think the biggest glaring factor is like Meister's advantage state is just clear cut, like levels beyond levels yeah. better than every other Game Watch That's on this planet. That's the number one thing for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, dude, with Game Watch too, I feel like you can find some consistency consistency with him because until you run into some of his bad matchups, which he does obviously have bad matchups as well. Yes. <laughs> but dude, you can't fight him off stage. Like how you can't? It's tough to cheese stocks off of him because yeah. it's tough to get a lot of good combos on the characters because he has so many good combo breaking tools, mostly up B. But also you can't challenge him off stage, so you're you're earning your stocks yeah. against him. And Meister really makes you feel that. Like you really need to fight him and, and earn everything against him. It's hard. There's a it's handful hard to fight of characters him. like that where their weight um, isn't even too relevant. Um, so, like, I see Meister live to 180 all the time. Yeah, if if yeah. you're not edge guardable, essentially, in yeah. in most situations, like that's one situation to take off the list, and like your weight, be- your weight becomes a lot less relevant. If um, and Game Watch probably has the best neutral getup in the game in terms of yeah, like not too. just even based off numbers, it's based off of the animation. So what makes ledge trapping Game Watch very very difficult? A lot of people don't actually just don't even know this, but um. When whenever a character does an animation for a getup option like normal getup, like jump, like roll, it's all the same animation every single time. And there's even top players, whether they know it or not, they are they are ledge trapping and they're reacting to the animations, right? Like, so let's say if Diddy Kong does a normal getup, I don't even know what the animation is, but like let's say if he starts his normal getup, he puts his left hand up and over grabs the stage and like pulls himself up like that could specifically be normal get up right and players can like use that as a reaction tool or like let's say his role he like 
brings up his right arm, he tucks shoulder tucks in and then he rolls like you would already know at the shoulder tuck that he's going to roll and then you could like drop your shield within that and then like get an up smash or whatnot right game and watch does not have an animation because he's just 2d right like he literally like he's hanging on the ledge and then he's just at normal get up he's just so like the frame data is still the same but there's no like there's no visual cue visual cue to react to so Mm -hmm. it is it is harder to react i almost want to say like game and watch normal get up is almost unreactable or is like you, it's like reactable in a sense, like as the same as jump, where like you see the character, like at, you see some type of animation on the ledge, and you're just you just have to guess jump, right? Like, oh, I think that's a jump, and then just like throw it out, and then if it's not, then whatever, right? Yeah. So, um, so Meister definitely uses those two things particularly to live extremely long, which is why you know the only way, like the only place where it really feels like you can get a kill on Game and Watch, like consistently at least, is in neutral, which is why yeah. I think sword character is really good, right? Like you can just like keep playing that neutral, go for that that one stray hit that gets the kill that those kind of tools or grab if you can kill or get a lot of damage off of grab i think that's a very strong thing to have against game watch but yeah i mean yeah i I, it's just meister's just one of those stories because like like you said gluto is still a character specialist obviously right but he wasn't a character specialist that started off in the dirt at the beginning of the game right like right at the start of the game it was very clear whether you thought wario was high tier or top tier like it was one of the two right like you just saw his tools and you're like okay like things are stringing together like this character is obviously going to be impactful in the meta right but like game and watch everyone just thought very lowly of so it, it was really cool to watch like meister's journey of just like believing in his character and taking it all the way you know and it, it you know it could really give inspiration to all those people on twitter that you know your your avi is robin and your name is robin is high tier like you know robin rules right exactly <laughs> like meister meister was that in the beginning i mean i don't think he took it that far in terms of his twitter name and avi but you know what i mean like <laughs> he, he just like believed in his character and he took it all the ways which is like super sick and kind of on that note, like, if you don't believe in your character, what the fuck are you doing playing them? You know what I mean? And obviously, you can get yes. taken to extremes where it's, like, you're kind of delusional. But at the same time, it's like, dude, I think a part of reaching that top level, there's got to be a little delusion. Like, I could do this, and it's like, well, shit, this grind is hard. And that character, who knows? You got to have a little bit of that extra special belief in what you're doing in order to achieve what you did. And Meister obviously did that. Change the game. The game watch is a threat. That was never a thing before at Meister, and I don't think it would have been if it wasn't for Meister. Honestly, yeah. maybe once in a while you see one pop up, but he's the game right there. He is the game. So number five is Lars. Yeah. Okay. It's been a while right. since I looked at like the PGR or anything. So yeah, the top ten list. Yeah. I'm sure Haz has a ton to say about. Yeah, we could just move on to the next one. I think. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, this guy's like thing. kind of a fluke, right? Kind of a fluke that he got here, like. <laughs> Yeah. If anyone in the chat says ZSS sucks, I'm uh, that's your band, okay? Yeah. Oh, I can't yeah, handle that band. <laughs> he posts that shit on his YouTube. You see that? He has the polls. Like, who's better, ZSS or like? It'll Hello, say like Robin, and it's, it'll be like eighty-five to fifteen with fifty thousand votes. I'm like, what is going on here? This is brainwashing is, in real time. Like, okay, <laughs> he's ridiculous. It's pretty good. So, man, all right, Mars, all right, for real. No one show him this episode, by the way, because I'm gonna be yeah, pissed. Yeah. He starts quoting this shit. Um. But he has, in my opinion, and I think you'll agree, Tweak, um, or anyone who's really played him, he has such a way of exposing the flaws in your gameplay that he makes you feel like a baby. Like, he makes you feel like you've never fucking played. You don't deserve to hold the controller (laughs) because you pick one thing, and Zero Suit is such a character that can do this for all the ZSX shit that he says. 
he'll never flip kick you for making one mistake at 20 you're like oh, i guess i just lost a stock because i rolled one time and that's <laughs> yeah. it like he'll notice it after one stock and you never do that again but then he knows you're not going to roll again he knows you're going to hold shield and he'll grab you and then you just feel even worse yeah so in in my opinion his best thing and the thing that zero suit really helps him achieve is he's really good at noticing your habits especially defensively especially your defensive habits and he's not afraid that's why sometimes he'll pull the trigger on like a random down air or something you're like what the hell was he thinking there it's because he he saw something yeah he saw something you're thinking about doing and he's making a hard call out all the time so he'll lead you a lot of the way he, he like leads it's like leading a horse to water like he'll lead you there and then he'll just boom that's it like he'll just he'll slap you for doing exactly what he's kind of conditioning you to do so he's just incredible at it he just has a way of dominating the game sometimes he'll three stock everybody on this list it can happen at any point so he's been, he's phenomenal he's ridiculous yeah i think um something that i really want to you know make a point of is what you're talking about where like like exploiting like people's habits and whatnot like he'll do that with every character too it's not zero yes. it's it's him um mm-hmm. he'll he'll make you feel like a baby like you said with any other <laughs> character too so it's like, like, he's just for real. Like, he's just that good. Yeah, dude, I love Mars. He has the craziest game sense. Like, yeah, you'll like, you'll like play with him, and you'll be like, he'll be like, hey, you just want to go like random, and you'll be like, yeah, sure. Like, we're, we're on no, the same dude. level. <laughs> you know, not me. Two games that, go by, and maybe like, like one tear is going down your face. Yeah, exactly. You know, <laughs> like, play a couple of games, like, dude, can we go back to mains? Like, I'm getting shit on. Like, yeah. what's going on? that dude that like he just he just understand it feels like he just understands people yeah like -hmm. like, it's not i don't know if it's within the game but like he can just like feel what you're gonna do it's all like intuitive to him this person's gonna do this and you're just like what it'll be like they're desperate like just yeah getting those feelings out you'll watch him and you'll be like okay why did he just do triple empty hop in my face and then grab like that makes no sense but you're stuck in shield that whole time because you're like yo he keeps jumping and he just knows he's like you know what this is the time or he'll do like triple or he'll do like spot dodge roll turn around down smash and you roll into it and you're like that doesn't even make sense did you roll for yep. me did you make <laughs> did you make me roll but he just he just gets it like yeah, I, don't know. Know. I don't know he's just really good at understanding like what people want and how they feel yeah. in the moment. He's really quick on the pickup too. Like it doesn't take him long to realize what your habits are, and that's why that you too, see him. Yeah. Mm, that's so why you see him obliterate people in, in pools. Like you, you'll see him. It's like oh, this poor round two Lucas or whatever. Like oh shit, <laughs> it's not. It's not gonna look good. He might go a set like his eighth character on you and three suck you. Like just because it doesn't matter what character he picks because yeah. if he knows what you're gonna do, it does. It doesn't fucking doesn't matter. matter. Yeah, yeah like, exactly. <laughs> What you, um the the first time I played Mars and Friendly is an ultimate. Um oh. <laughs> it, this was okay, so like this was like within the first like three or six months or so. But like, dude, it's uh him and Light play particularly like very fast. I think that's one of their strongest traits. I don't know if it's like a general New England thing or like it's probably like those two particularly just do it because they play with that pace with each other all the time. Um, you know, Mars versus Light are always banger sets. Uh they just play really quick. It's just really, really fast. It's fun um Funnily enough, uh, Mars has actually told me that he thinks his reaction time is really bad. When you watch Mars play, you would probably think differently. Um, and we keep talking about game sense. And yeah, you know, I was—I remember talking to Mars, and he was just like, "Yeah, a lot of people think my reaction time is godlike, but I'm just really good at making 
really good guesses. Like he's just going for hard reads. That, like that's his. He explains his playstyle as like, yeah, I'm just hard reading my opponent all the time. And um, but like, because because he says he says he says that because he thinks he doesn't like believe in his reaction time. He he feels like his reaction time's not good. But I also think it's like one of his strengths too, right? Like he he can just kind of like that adaptation rate in terms of just like knowing how you're generally feeling because when you're when you're playing smash i'm like a firm believer of this like your personality your like emotions like are getting put onto the screen like that i i'm like a sole believer of that and like when you do things like panic options or like desperate options like desperately swinging or you know desperately going for like some kind of panic defensive option like a directional air dodge and stuff like though like Mars being able to catch on to those feelings, like that's how he's able to just pretty much do whatever he wants and like get all those crazy hard reads because he knows exactly how you want to, you know, approach the situation that's coming up. And another thing too is I've never like, there's not a lot of players out there that can make me feel like I'm just not playing fast enough. Um, I love playing fast. Like I really, really like doing that. And like, I've, you know, I, I grew up, in Hawaii, like that meta is like very aggressive. Like I practice with Void. Like in terms of like how much time I've played the game, in terms of like game hours, like I've probably played the most with Void. Void likes to play very, very fast, and we'll even like my my favorite times playing the game is when it's like, oh, my opponent's trying to play fast, and I'm trying to play fast. Like we're just trying to like play super fast, right? Um, Mars and Light are like some of the few players that I could not keep up with in terms of sheer speed. Like I'm like, wow, you are. We're playing the game, and like I cannot keep up with you speed-wise, so I'm forced to use options to attempt to slow the pacing of the game down. Um, usually, and other top players probably can relate, um, or not. Top players, I'm not a top player. Top players can relate in a sense where it's like, um, when you're playing against Mars and Light, you usually have to use tools to slow the game down because they they are very strong when the pacing of the game is very fast. Which is why it's like light versus Mars are always. I hate playing because them in doubles both... because of that. I hate. Yeah. Playing... <laughs> they. I hate it. It's not fun. Broken in doubles. Like. I, yeah. I, I I don't know what to do when I'm unless I'm teaming with them. One of them, I give up. And it's weird because like they play Fox and Zero Suit, who are traditionally not like super strong double Meta characters. Team, yeah. And they, oh my, it's it, so it feels hard. like they rehearse. It feels like they rehearse what they're gonna do. But when I when I watch it later, I'm like, they just came up with that on the spot. Like, there's no way that they knew. There's no way. It's that game sense, and I think a lot of it too, Charles. It's a good call out because he doesn't have great reaction time. He's done like those stupid tests online. (laughs) But the thing about reaction time, and he does his work here too, which is really good. He does his homework. He plays the game a lot. He looks at the characters and Mm -hmm. understands how they work. He gets hit by things and goes, I don't want to get hit by that again, and, and figures out how to work around it. But instead of just being like, I'm going to react to this option, he knows what to look for instead. Whether it's the person goes to mm-hmm. that option a lot or the character has that option as a popular thing. So instead of having the amazing just reaction time as like a, a super trait, he does the work and he knows what to look for. Um, and that cuts down on reaction time a lot. And I think that's what helps him out a, a lot as a player. In terms of him and Light, they don't play that often. Like Light lives in Connecticut. You know, he's about three hours away. We're we're in New England, obviously, and love having Light come to locals and play at regionals and stuff. But it doesn't happen too too often. So More all that regional shit that, thing, yeah, like regionals sh- and stuff. Like mm-hmm. all that shit that Marcus said about them and doubles, it's all made up. Both of them have incredible game sense. They both play well. Both their characters have some of the fastest initial dashes in the game too, which really helps in doubles, even if yeah. the characters aren't that good. That that does help with their kind of. 
uh, flickery kind of play style where they can run and cover each other. They prioritize the right shit in doubles too. Like they, yeah. they're just really, really good doubles players. But yeah, I think the game sense between the two of them and understanding the flow of the game and what players look for and what characters look for, I think helps them both out a lot, but especially Mars, especially, especially Mars. Okay. Um, yeah, enough not? of that. Mars is quick. Yeah, Number four. To throw up if I have to talk nice about him anymore. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I don't want to just skip to the next player unless we unless we have more things to say. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I think the only thing I want to say before we go into the next player is, uh, like, if you feel like you don't have good reaction time, don't make that like don't make that discourage you. I've had players come up to me and they're like, "Yeah, I feel like I'm gonna quit because like my my I don't think my reaction time's like good enough for fighting games or for Smash or whatever." Like, do not believe that. I know a ton of players that like right off the rip, their reaction time was bad, and like I've played players that like on paper, like we both take a reaction test and like their reaction's better, but I react better than them in Smash because yeah. it's not all about just sheer reaction time. It's like what Haz was saying, like being comfortable and like going through the same situation over and over, like you're you're just gonna be ready. Um you don't have to have like baseline good reaction time to be good at fighting games. And I think there's so many players in the top ten that like show that off like through their play style and it's like really sick to watch. Yeah. Like being prepared goes a long, long way. I think every everyone on this list has has done le high levels of preparation, of course, and understanding of the game and what to look for. But yeah, that's facts, Charles. My reaction time is actually complete dog. It's really bad. I've like, gone back right. and forth with like what I think about my reaction time to the point where I just give up. I don't know. <laughs> I don't, I just play the Smash a lot. I don't yeah, know. <laughs> I, I, don't even, I don't even know anymore, so I don't even worry about it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Number four is Nairo, right? Or am I yep. am I thinking yeah, of yeah. okay? I don't yeah. even know this PGR anymore. <laughs> yeah. Which he moved up to. Go ahead. Nairo, uh, for me personally, uh, I think one of his biggest strengths is the him portraying the feeling that he wants you dead. Yeah. Like it 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 feels like. I'm glad you're saying that because I'm definitely gonna like <laughs> like ex expand on that for sure. It it feels like. Everything he does is with an intent to kill you. Even yeah. if he's dashing back, it's like, dash back, they gonna move forward, they're dead. Like, <laughs> he, he is trying to end your soul. He will go super deep off stage, and you're like, not coming all the way out here. <laughs> all right. <laughs> he's out here, what the heck? It, it is insane that uh, he, he pushes like edge guarding really far, which is not a lot of thing, not something I see a lot of players, especially if they played a lot of Smash 4, they started in Smash 4, uh, do because they normally prefer ledge trapping, but no, he 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 wants to end your stock. He's really good at at edge guarding and uh just like He's very he, willing to do it too. Yeah, and he also like sets up a lot of situations in advantage state, like if he like decides to edge guard to where he'll capitalize on that in the future. Like he'll like one big thing that I noticed is he would always jump facing backward with Palu because he wanted you to jump. And if he ever noticed that you jumped that one time, he'll just jump facing backward and then you'll jump and he'll just jump in up at you. Like, and it, it, it looks so small, but like I will watch other Palus and none of them do it. Not none of them, but they rarely do it. Like they rarely set up that situation, but he like constantly sets it up with like the aggression that he puts off stage. It's like really really strange and then the like that's wrong is because back air kills right so it's like yeah. the 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 intent behind it is like that's some top player shit where it's just like yeah you're positioning for a double jump read into up air but the fact that it's turned around and the fact that the threat of 
Rising yeah. Bear is there, that's what forced him. Because Rising Fair probably wouldn't have killed in that situation. Right. And if you see that, you'll be like, I'll take the fair. I'll save yeah. my double jump, right? Like, that's cool. But, like, if you can't take the back air because you lose the stock, that's when you feel forced because you feel threatened of losing your stock where you burn your most valuable resource being double jump. Then you get to read, right? So it's like the the intent behind that is just, like, that's, like, top, le- that's top level offense, right? Yep. And then the layer is even deeper because, like, all right, you're at, you're at, I can't get hit by the back air. Can't use my double jump. I'll get up air. I'm just going to air dodge. And then he down air spikes you and you're like, there's no option. There's no winning in this situation. He pressures that's, so fast, that's, too. He, yeah, that's another that's player that plays. Nairo plays very, very fast. Like, he makes you fast. feel like you have no options and yeah. disadvantage, and it's it's insane. Yeah, I think you said it really well, too, Marcus, where I the first thing I always think of with Nairo's offstage aggression, which I think he's gotten from being a top brawl player, like going offstage and brawl is a big thing, especially Meta Knight. You know, you got a million resources to make it there and back again. But with him, when I really started noticing it was, I think it was SmashCon, he was playing Mars, and I had never really seen anyone challenge Zero Suit offstage. It's, it's a really hard thing to do. You have to really understand how Flip Jump works and how to challenge a character. I watched Nairo take Mars' socks offstage with Palu um, against Zero Suit, and I was like, wow, it's possible to challenge her out there. Wow. I learned so much on how to fight Flip Jump from just that one set watching Nairo. Like, just understand, obviously he knows Zero Suit really well, but his idea and understanding of how to fight people while they're off stage is just incredible. I, I don't think anyone beats him at that, honestly. And I think that's part of the reason why Palu has stuck around with him for so long. Um, and why, honestly, why his Ganon worked early on. He was not afraid to get out there, get in your face and, and fuck you up. Like, it was just, he's he's so good at it. I think that's his best thing. And I think that's why um, he do, he goes for it all the time. He finds so much success off stage. But he's also a great ledge trapper, too. He's not he's not afraid to let you go back to the ledge and be like, all right, whatever, let's just re, let's rinse and repeat this and keep going. Yeah. Something I always noticed with with Nairo is um it's kind of similar to to Mars in a, but in a little different of a way like where Mars kind of like exploits habits, picks up on them really fast. I feel like with Nairo it's more so he forces you into doing very exploitable things just with his yep. crazy pressure and how fast he plays. It's very similar but like uh it's like a different flavor of it. Like um I find like even myself or like a bunch of top players, like any level of player, he makes you do extremely basic exploitable options when he's just, he's so fast. The pressure is so crazy. I, I think that's the number one thing I always notice. It feels like when I play against Nairo, like the level of my play is like taken down a notch every time. And, <laughs> and it's like, it's like, it's, is it, am I genuinely that scared or is like, is it is he that fast like it's just a mix of everything i guess like it's it's another one of those things where it's it feels so basic at first glance but it's just a the sheer mastery of it you know yeah i think it's a what the buzz is in defense nairo is an offense yes. i think that's a very good way to put it in terms of top 10 like i think nairo has the best offense because like obviously everyone has to have good offense at that level to like succeed but nairo showcases it off the most and he abuses it the most it's his biggest strength for sure um and it's like it's such a weird mix because like it's not only the way Nairo like executes the punish right it's like the way he prepositions himself that's where all these mind games come in and then like it's it's also it's like it's kind of like uh 
it's like the conditioning outside of the game too because you you either watch him and watch his punish game off stage right or even like the first couple stocks he'll just showcase it to you like yeah i'll kill you at 30 like off stage i'll, I'll get the hard read and i will literally shit on your soul and like that is gonna that's gonna carry over into like future tournaments future games like future stocks in that game right and like it's all all this like conditioning pressure that's going on and then like the way he's pre-positioning himself what he's showing you and then he just like combines all of that and that's just it's one of the most like beautiful offenses to watch in smash bros like history and like you know i've i've been watching it since like brawl like watching what he did with meta knight his meta knight in my opinion was like the funnest to watch by far meta knight uh before nairo played meta knight in brawl I would say like it was still super fun and hype to watch other Meta Knights because of the sheer options the character had, but he brought out like because like most players it was like really quick, but it was more like kind of quick but more on the defensive side. But Nairo like showcased the character where it was like, oh, this is super fast and this is how you can use him like offensively, right? Like just sheer like just going in. I'm gonna use all of Meta Knight's like incredible broken tools instead of going on like the using these tools more defensively. I'm gonna use them like hyper offensively and like this is what the character can do with that kind of option and it, it was super fun to watch. Um, and then obviously like every game afterwards, just a consistent top five, top 10 player, just like the buzz in every game, you know, when he started. So just, you know, very, very experienced. And uh, like I said, just the, the, that offense is literally like over a decade of just like in the works. It's, it's, it's so sick. Um, yeah. it's so sick to watch. He's probably, and you know, he's definitely one of the funnest like players to watch for sure because of that. Right. Like a lot of people just like. For the most part, they see like, ooh, offense, like pretty, like right, like. Yeah. Um, there's definitely beauty in defensive play as well, but like, you know, obviously, majority of people like watching offense. So, um, super sick player. Yeah, I think that was well said. I think it's kind of how everyone. It's like I want to be a top player. It's like, well, who do you want to play like? And I feel like that answer is usually Nairo. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the way that he pushes pressure, offense. Like those are kind of the keys that we keep keep hitting on here. So yeah. I think I think that's pretty much everything with Nairo, right? Yep. Yeah, definitely just off it. Blood, blood, <laughs> blood, yeah. and destruction. Like so good at it, dude. Just the pressure, like you guys said, the pressure that he puts on people is he, he makes people crack, which is yes. insane. Uh, Meet another top ten player with Ganon. Like yeah. who no. does that? <laughs> who does that? You have well, to. That was, that was a recipe like, for disaster because Fox is so bad off stage, and Nairo is obviously like so good at being right, you know, right. But like straight, that's so impressive. Like yeah, oh yeah, it's like that's still like crazy. Like I still like Fox just still beats Ganon. Like you know, mm -hmm. like Ganon does not by any means beat Fox whatsoever. But like the fact that he was able to pull that off in tournament with the reverse three zero, like that's fucking crazy. That's <laughs> insane. Like to just yeah. beat the best Fox in the world three games in a row without losing a single game. Like you got yeah. it, bro. <laughs> yeah. And again, Ganon is just one of those characters that has the tools that Nairo can. He Ganon can put pressure mm -hmm. on you, and this was yes. early on too, so it was a little easier to put pressure on with Ganon. With right, right, right. Fighters sure. and spacing all this stuff, which helped. But still, not the fact that he has like the command grab and they could just kill you off in a tech chase. The new sword forward smash that just like hits all around him, like all these reads that he had on light and killed him at fifty so many times. Like mm -hmm. it was ridiculous. <laughs> it was insane. I got. I gotta yeah. turn the mic off for myself, bro. Gotta turn huh? the, Oh gotta, no! I want to hear. I want to hear you go off on yourself. You gotta go first. I'm yeah, not, hell I'm yeah, not. dude. <laughs> I honestly want to hear it. When think, we first think... did this, I kind of like forgot that we we're gonna get to this point. 
<laughs> you are a, yes, you are indeed you are in these player. rankings. <laughs> I'm, I'm turning the mic and camera off. You know, I can't. Oh no! You guys can He's say camera what, shy you guys, now. You guys can say whatever bad things you want about me. I'll, I'll leave. Oh. I'm actually glad he's doing this then. Yeah, same. Oh, I was joking, bro. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, we can go in, dude. No, no, no. I'm actually no. I'm okay. Okay, we can go to uh, Marcus. Go in. We can go oh, number I'll two, bro. I go first. I go first. Um, <laughs> Charles should go first. Okay, <laughs> it's hard, dude. He, it's it's so many things that it's like hard to to pick like one strong suit or like even two strong suits um if i had to pick one it's it's his ability to optimize a character and i don't think any any player that i've seen in any game optimizes their character the the way that he does like he'll just be like this works in my head and then it just works and you're like that that makes no sense like <laughs> he's redefined the meta for literally like seven characters in all alone like yep true i don't know the dude i don't know it's it's weird the dude's crazy and i wanted to just say it was optimization of characters but then i looked at the top 10 list and realized that he's also the best ledge trapper on the top 10 uh yep and it's almost impossible to hit him. <laughs> I, think, I think the evasiveness is good. Go ahead, Charles. Go ahead. Yeah, just... For for me, I think um, Gavin's biggest strength. Now, this is like kind of a hot take, but um, you know, obviously, I've talked with Gavin about this a lot. It's I think it's his mental. His his mental is very strong. Even when you look, so you look in the past, and obviously, you know, Gavin has. Like losers bracket, Gavin, you know, wasn't the strongest in Smash Four, but I think a part of that was like his mental game. It's like, especially back then, it was it was still strong, but it wasn't refined, right? So it's like if he had like the mental control over the match, you would clearly see it. Like he would be completely shitting on all these top ten players by a long shot. Wouldn't even look close, right? But then on the flip side, when things weren't going his way in the terms of the mental war, then it would snowball. And I think the reason why it snowballed is because his understanding of the mental was so deep. So he would just see like where he was in the position of the mental war. And he would just be like, I cannot win this because like, just because his understanding was so well, right. It was hard for him to bounce back because he just knew where the mental battle was going. I think, and I think coming in the ultimate, he's gotten like a lot, a lot better at understanding when he's behind in the mental war and knowing how to like bounce back in those positions or like what, what like okay i'm i'm behind in this aspect but what do i have to do to like make the steps to like come back and win this or like not let the snowball out of control obviously not something he's completely mastered but like i said i think that that happens because of how much he understands the mental game and that's why i think when um when it comes to gavin things like waft things like limit in smash 4 things um i mean just you just bayonetta's kill threat with like which time like these things that have like crazy reversals right that like roy's jab back here at ledge like when when gavin was like juan gamo right and like he's just ledge trapping people with roar and like he he understands how players want to play when there's like this crazy obvious win condition on the table right it's just like obvious win condition wafts online 
you do not want to get hit by waft and i am literally going to like take your soul for being a good player for avoiding like this option right and he knows how to like set up and create situations ding dong in smash 4 with donkey kong right <laughs> like all these things shadow flare with sephiroth this is why i think um gavin really likes playing sephiroth i think the range is like incredibly well but like the mental aspect of the orbs on the opponent i think that's what attracts gavin to like playing that character a lot because he really likes situations like that where there's like some kind of setup or some kind of like thing that his opponent fears and because that's a huge mental aspect of the game um so that's i think that is tweak's biggest strength and what really like sets him apart unique wise because obviously like when you get into this area especially like in the top five you just have to be very well rounded at the game and you have to understand the game like incredibly well right um and the obviously the fact that gavin has pushed like multiple characters into like making people think they're top tier or what whatnot right just off of like not the sheer tools just the way he plays them just shows like how much he understands the game in that level but yeah definitely definitely like the the mental aspect the conditioning aspect of like these very blatant like win conditions or huge like character strengths i think he's very good at abusing that particularly yeah when it comes to tweak i'm looking at the in this i don't know if this is considered a hot take by the chat or not but i think tweak is the most well-rounded player in in the top 10 i think so like including leo like i think it's i think it's close between the two of you honestly but i think you're the most well-rounded player and i think that comes down to the fact that you do play the most characters at a top level that you one thing i really appreciate about you is that you just love the game like that's and that's not really anything inside of smash or like while you're playing but i think you truly enjoy and love the series and um i think you've always had really strong drive and passion to get better at the game which is really important i think we said that last time that that's probably the most important thing that you need to become a top player you can kind of learn all the other shit you can't teach the passion and the dedication and i'm mad at charles for stealing my thing because i was going to talk about how much your mental has improved since you were you know and, and everyone has to go through that when you're a kid and you're first learning how to become a top player and become better and get better at something you're gonna have to work through you know your own kind of personal growth and for you you know it's overcoming a little bit of this mentality in smash 4 that you needed to grow through and you've certainly done that and become so much stronger in that way which i think that was always the easy thing that people pointed to in, in the flaw that you had in your play and now that that's off the table i don't think people really know what to say when they talk shit about you you know what i'm saying <laughs> you have too many characters like what what is the problem your sephiroth is going to be a fucking problem i know that for sure that is going to be dangerous i think you needed to I think, I guess your other biggest problem was that you loved a low-tier character for a long time, and I think you're still kind of looking for a true, true home, like a character that you could really feel 100% comfortable with, and I think you found a groove and a rhythm, and I think you have a really good roadmap for success coming up, so I think overall you're you're the most well-rounded player on this list. I think you're ledge-trapping. I think every you could do everything in the game and be the best at it. I think your advantage state is insanely good. Everyone said that they think Meister and Nairo may be best advantage state. I think you're in that conversation too. Talk about best defenses. I think you could be thrown in that conversation as well. So again, it's like you're jack of all trades. You know, I think you can kind of do it all. So that's my impression of, of Tweak at least. So so many characters too. I think you have the most characters on this list in top ten, or at least that have been played. You, it was a cool phase when we were going like in the beginning of Ultimate, like near that Gommel kind of saga, where it's like, who the hell is Tweak gonna go and who's he gonna top eight with? Like any character can get top eight if Tweak picks him up. Fucking Roy gets taken out of nowhere against top Mars. Eight with Banjo. Like, yep, Banjo. I was like, Roy yeah. came out against Mars. And I was like, ah oh, shit, I do not like this. I do not like that matchup for Mars for sure. For Zero Suit and and Mars in general, like you can just make it work. So there you go. What's Tweak say on himself? I don't know. <laughs> um. 
I think the, we're gonna uh, give all these top players egos, Hercules. All these top players, they already got. They know it though. They all know this shit. This is not news yeah. to anyone. I think it. the most the exciting thing, like the thing I'm most excited for for when offline comes back, is I think something I've really struggled with is um, consistently like enjoying the game or like I just the the problem with playing so many characters and like learning them so fast is I like kind of like. I can't keep myself busy and I kind of give up and like get bored. And I think that uh, something I'm really excited about with Sephiroth and Diddy is like, this is the most busy I felt with the game and like keeping up and like continuing to practice. Um, and Sephiroth is also like, just like the character I wanted in the game. So like, it just felt like something I kind of needed just to <laughs> consistently like keep up with myself. Um, and that's honestly about it. I'm just really excited to be able to play again and like, because the the passion I had at the beginning of Ultimate, I felt was simply because it was just new. But in terms of characters, it just like wasn't there. It was like it was kind of fleeting, like it would come and go. But that's about it for me. I'm just really excited to play offline again. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude! After last night's tournament, I think everyone is like that's like too. a fever, dude. Everyone is just like, yes. let's go. Motivation's all time high. Hell yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, and before we jump into the next player i think um even that journey that gavin kind of went through i feel like like for mentality purposes i think zachary's kind of going through the same thing right now um i think once because i i definitely feel like zachary can be a little stubborn sometimes with his character picks and stuff like that so i feel like even for zachary once he kind of like gets over um like specific mental humps i don't think it's like a very consistent thing but like there's just and like i i feel like a lot of people even can relate to this when they're like watching him play and they're like oh man i wonder why he just didn't go joker or to go this right is it is it like stubborn or does he actually think this matchup is like this or whatnot so i i, I also think like there's there's a lot of players that have so much potential to be a lot stronger once they kind of like get over specific mental humps that they're having right so i'm i'm looking i'm super looking forward to offline um it's gonna be so hype dude and like i mean like even like tweak's roster is literally just different like like i we might not even see him play a character that he played you know at the last big tournament right like it, Definitely it's not. probably just gonna be diddy seth like so it's like like that like people's complete rosters have just completely shifted or changed so it's like i'm i don't know dude offline is gonna be so sick hell yeah we can get into top two now if you guys yeah. are ready yeah, yeah. I'm ready. big number two i think we've said this about every one of the character specialists this is also the defining character specialist of a character uh mm -hmm. over a couple games now true and also uh way more popular and strong character in this version we got sam Sor, of course sam i mean what can what can you say about the man himself uh peach legend since since smash force is brawl maybe i don't know if he played brawl or not but either way a little bit i think a little yeah, bit yeah brawl. like gluto he's been playing the character forever he's always going to play the character and honestly putting peach on a map in the biggest way uh possible so what do you guys got on sam corner pressure yep i was thinking the same thing dude <laughs> best corner pressure game i mean definitely kind of like it's it's a mix of sam and a mix of uh the character but like my goodness, Sam plays the... It's interesting, because we were actually talking about this last night when we were watching the tournament, Gavin. But remember, you're like, oh, he's going for the ledge trap that he's, like, too far forward. He's not going for the ledge trap that, like, covers roll, and you just, like, you either... Like, there's 
So there's the ledge trap where you play forward and you try to get the ledge trap. And then there's the ledge trap where I'm standing by roll. If you roll, I punish. If not, I corner you. Yeah. And I'm just going to like, I'm going to have utter faith in my corner pressure. And Samsora is very good at mixing in between the two, but like he can, he can like float by roll or just position by roll with a turn up. And it's just like the scariest thing ever. Cause even if you normal get up, like you're still in a really, really bad spot because his corner pressure is so good. Right. Yep. I just don't understand how he be hitting people with four there. Like I be getting hit by it. That move is thirty-five frames start up. Like <laughs> you, you see Aerial it, go and you know it's gonna come, and it just hits, and you're like, dude. Sometimes that that startup on moves kind of. Sometimes it's what you need to like really go with the kit, like that the little delay and like on the pressure and stuff. Like sometimes it makes sense to me, but I still see what you're saying. Well, it's because, like, Peach doesn't have, like, a, a forward-hitting aerial yeah. besides forward air. So, like, if you're at a certain distance, you know either nothing's coming or forward yeah, air. true. But it still lands some somehow. <laughs> and, like, Peach that, doesn't have, like, crazy air mobility to close the gap either for yeah, an air, exactly. right? Like, right. No. Well, and that kind of natural tempo change-up that she has, because you have to be so afraid of all the other shit that she has, that when forward air comes, like, you're always looking for it, but like you said, Marcus, if you get used to, you know, nair back air, obviously, is super fast in the air, uh, down tilt on the ground, like, all these quick options that she has anyway, then you throw in, like, a kind of a change-up with the forward air, it's just, it can just crush you, like, you're not ready for it, and that that's something that I'm struggling with Mithra and Pyra. They switch between the two. I'm like, well, I got to get used to all sorts of different frame data. I'm trying to parry their aerials, and it's like they're just totally two different, totally different uh, tempos that they have yeah. that you have to deal with. It's just it's it's a lot to think about. But with Sam, I was when I was driving back home to get ready for the podcast, I was thinking of this list. The first thing I thought of with Sam was forward air. He's just forward air master with Peach, 100. <laughs> I agree with you. Like that's the first thing. Second thing is the combos, the the yeah. down tilt. Like watching him. I remember week one just watching his clips come up, and I was just like, this this character is either either this is training room bullshit and no one cares, and like this isn't gonna matter, or this is like this is the character. And it like turned out was the character. Tier, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. So he Sam really put the character again, another person who put the character on the map. But in this case, it's a character that is very popular and he still does it, you know, the best. And I think one of the things too that he does so well that isn't translating well to online play, and this this is true for a lot of peaches, but I think especially Sam is the micro spacing with float and the mix-ups yes. in the air that you can get and baiting things out with float. Because if you're just off just by a little bit, the character doesn't work, and I think that's kind of where peaches yeah. have a hard time online true. and the conversions and the combos. So I think that that little micro spacing, I think that's what Sam does kind of the best. I think something that isn't talked about often, um, and I think a lot of people might be confused if they keep up with Smash. Is um and I can also relate to it with the with the character I play in Diddy is um so there's like the potential with uh Peach's like advantage say in combos to be like you know zero to death like every time like 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 technically right and I think um something Sam does really well especially in a tournament setting is the risk reward of finding the middle ground of like consistency high damage potential kills but also it's never it's never quite the on paper thing that would be the best. Um, it really, I think he really takes in a lot of the tournament variables really well. Um, you know, consistent safe options, like, you know, like to like risk not messing up or something. Uh, maybe I, I might be wording this a little weird, but that's basically what I'm, what I'm trying to get at is, is Sam finds the middle ground of Peach really well. Like, you know, I'll take a little less damage for some extra positioning or I'll take a, you know, 
I'll, t- I'll take an easier kill confirm than a harder one like or like sometimes vice versa you know what i mean like i think um yep. sam gets the job really gets, gets the job done really well um just with peach's damage output and you know gauging the risk reward really well um like with diddy um you know when i first started playing diddy um you know i did what felt right and then you, I played him more, taking him more seriously, looking into like the, the training room combos, like you were talking about, Has. I'm like, okay, all this is definitely possible. And then you kind of combine the two of like, you know, intuition, what you feel is right, you know, risk reward, and getting the maximum damage. And oftentimes it's 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 a middle ground in tournament. And I think um, I can definitely relate to it um, with Samsor's Peach. Um, it's definitely something that isn't talked about often because it's quite vague and weird. But I think it's something that, um, at first glance, if you know a lot about Peach, you would think that maybe Simsor is doing something wrong. But I think he just understands the tournament environment really well. Yeah, this is a topic that not too much people can relate because they haven't played at that level yeah. at tournament, right? Like, like you can... Like, there's a difference between, like, oh, I get out of pools, right, and I felt that tournament pressure to get out of pools, and then there's playing on the top eight stage on day three. Like, that, those are two, like, very different things in terms of the amount of pressure, what's going on, right? Like, even the environment, sometimes for the better, sometimes for the worse, right? Like, sometimes when you're playing in pools, if there's, like, a crazy crowd, and they're literally, like, hitting your chair, or, like, literally, like... The person's head is right here screaming into your ear that's a that's one situation that maybe you would want to be on stage right and then there's also just like the pressure of being on stage right and there's like a bunch of people watching on twitch and stuff they're, they're two totally different environments but um it's definitely not talked about enough like just players like optimizing optimizing like getting that middle ground like Gavin was talking about right like okay um I can go for like the super crazy unrealistic combo that like I get in training mode every single time or I can go for you know just like the simple ish bread and butter I get a pretty good um like next situation afterwards and that's (laughs) that's super (laughs) that's super important right um I think Sam does a really good job of finding that middle ground obviously the earlier in the meta the more the middle ground is going to go more towards the simple stuff the later on in the meta you know, we get more of the complex stuff because players are just more comfortable with it. Um, And that's a big thing for tech, too. A lot of people don't talk about it for that. Um, Like for Tweak, when the Diddy Infinite got nerfed and there's a new Infinite that was like a frame one or two window, right? Um, me and Gavin had had this discussion of like, is this worth you learning? Are you are let's let's talk about this, right? This is very important. Like, are you going to spend this time, the sheer amount of time to like learn this infinite that one Nintendo will probably take out once you do it in tournament anyway, right? And all these hours could go into, you know, neutral practice, all this other stuff, right? And I think that's like an aspect not a lot of people talk about, like your time management into like learning specific things or and then like on the spot usage of this skill right in tournament where the so it's like okay i'm just gonna go for like the simple just like down throw into this instead of like the crazy like thing that'll get me 15 more percent but like is it worth me messing that up losing my advantage state and all that stuff sam does that really really well and even just like knowing the situation after right like okay i get like 10 less damage here but instead of like being positioned more far forward i get more center stage control and i get a turn up here right like those exactly. kind of like micro decisions, Samsora is very, very good at, especially, and like you see it more with Samsora because his character 
with float has like so many different like damage routes you can go for or like okay like this specific damage route but what's my positioning afterwards yeah. what do i get a turn up after this combo or like this is the same positioning this one gets more you know damage but then it doesn't get the turn up. this one gets less damage but i get a turn up right like there, there's so much going on there with peach and he does an amazing job of just like balancing the two and knowing exactly when and where to go for stuff the positioning is the number one thing here. Um, a really easy example um, that I would suggest with the character I play, Diddy. Like, let's say we're, we're like we're at the ledge. I throw a banana at them, and I could do a crazy combo, like with like a a down throw combo where like they'd be like more center stage, they'd be on stage now, or I could forward throw them off the stage. No combo, but um, there's put like positioning for the edge guard and ledge trap. So yep. I'm taking the risk of getting less damage now, but I could get a stock or even more damage than the combo itself through this ledge trap. So I think in a tournament environment, top level play, but like like we said, this middle ground of knowing what's the more consistent option. Do I go for the high damage here or do I go for a little less damage with, with positioning? Um, and that's very important with a lot of characters so i i think that's definitely the number one thing i'd like to talk about especially because it's not talked about often and then we talked about like simple stuff like forward air corner pressure um i think that this is something that just goes hand in hand with the character specialist thing like just having a really high understanding of your character having enough experience to understand that things like just aren't black and white in smash um yep and just like you know just knowing a lot of the, the variables and the small differences in every interaction that it's not just hit you and kill you like it's not that simple right <clears throat> definitely can't we got to talk about the head bobbing too that's classic the signature <laughs> you know he's in the zone like yeah, i truly think like that's an indicator as to how he how he thinks as a player because he he feels that shit man when he hits you with peach he wants he feels it out of the game he wants you to feel in the game and out of the game that shit that shit's crazy Float cancel nair. Float cancel nair. Float cancel nair. Like, <laughs> back air is what kills me with that character. Jeez, <laughs> so good. What the hell were they thinking? Anyway. All right, number one, the goat. Oh boy, the goat. <laughs> Leo. M K. Leo. All right. I mean, so um, we're gonna use one word to describe this player, and I'm gonna make make it so we all have to say it at the same time, and I have faith that we'll all say it at the same. We're time. not all gonna say it at the same yeah. time. Yes. We're gonna we'll say, say it. No, it doesn't matter. I just know we're all gonna say the same word, all right? Because I'm we gonna. Will. I have three. two different words in my head, so I don't. Dude, do one, the one word. that I do the one that I'm just... fucking talk about. <laughs> <laughs> you I got it. 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 Everyone else knows too. Okay. I got it. I got it. Okay, I got okay. it. On three. I got it. I got it. One, two, three. Spacing. Spacing. Let's go. Yes, that was my other word. Clutch was my other word. Yes, clutch is yes. Yeah. I'm fired. Yeah, the meme okay. pick was Mexican. That was yeah, the meme that, pick because dude, of the uh, hungry boxes. That was the meme pick. So if you guys you we don't so don't close. feel too bad, we were don't so feel close. too bad. He's so clutch, dude. Oh. Game four, Leo. That's always a thing. Game what? four. Wait, everyone said spacing except Taz, right? Yeah. No, no, no. Okay. Uh, no. It was someone else yeah. said it too. I think. <laughs> Everybody said spacing. Wait, so it's only two for four? I had faith no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, it, was three. Three. It, was it was three. It was three. It was three. It was oh, three. Okay. 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 That was my bad. <laughs> Spacing, obviously, too, yes. <laughs> obviously. No, but he is clutch. Um, that's like, 
it's like spacing is like the more consistent thing. But when you look at like the situations where he's won a lot of tournaments, they don't happen if he didn't clutch it. Right. Like, so it's like, um, I, I feel like it's, it's, it's definitely like pink said, they were both like kind of hand in yeah, hand, yeah. definitely too. Like, I feel like tied for like his best traits. Um, he, he just, dude, he doesn't get phased, man. Like, if it's I was like, thinking it's about so crazy. Specifically, maybe I'd consider clutch, but I was thinking of like, Leo over the years, like both Smash yes. games. He's gotten his like clutch game is, is insane in Ultimate. Yeah. Right. He was still clutch in Smash 4, but I I think he just didn't have the amount of experience that he had in Ultimate, so it was like less refined. Um in Smash 4 for sure it was like spacing by far. Yeah. And then Ultimate it's like spacing and his clutch because yeah. like he's just gotten to that level That's true. of experience. Yeah, and, and kind of more credit to you guys for saying spacing, because I think, and this is what Charles is saying too, that the fundamentals that he have are, are built on perfect spacing. Like, that's yeah. what it's built upon. And then he grew into, you know, being able to be clutch off of that. Like, that's yeah. his foundation, like, which is which is the Good most point. So, my bad for dropping the ball there. But <laughs> I still think I still think his clutch, I don't think anyone is even close to as clutch as him. He could be down three socks to one, uh, down 0-2, no. and I'm like... I think he's got this. I still think he's kind of got this, honestly. Arsene pops up, I'm like, yeah, this shit's over. It's like it's you, gotta, it. you gotta put in the extra work to make sure you can, like, take that game off him, you know what I yep. mean? You gotta no be one ready. can get lazy against him, yeah. for sure. You, you gotta get, get ready for the, for the, you know, second and third boss phase, like, every stock. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, think, I think the coolest thing is, I'm sure a lot of people are gonna be like, okay, but isn't Joker clutch? Yes, but... <laughs> Like, we've been saying that with the whole top 10 list. It's like, you know, taking your character's strengths, taking, like, your own strengths, and just really taking them to the next level. And I think a good word has used was, like, the foundation. You know, obviously, this isn't, like, you know, just taking one character strength, one player strength, and just rolling with it. You know, you, you build up every every other aspect of Smash, like, with it. So, you know, it's just interesting to talk about. Like, you know, it's kind of something you 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 know, but until you, like, put it into words, you don't realize how interesting all this is yeah and I, it, like you said tweak is it's not a coincidence that all these top 10 players play the characters that they do and yeah. really highlight the strengths of the characters and also how they play the game like yeah. mars you know look at the rosters that other people have like mars also plays ike who's a character that can really just blow you the fuck up if you don't uh if he, if he knows what you're gonna do next like that's one yeah. of his characters same thing like across the board um you'll see it a lot with like obviously light with his fox that's the best tech chasing you know in the business but he does it with all his characters if you again if he's rotating on you and playing other characters for fun he'll he'll tech chase you everywhere it's the same thing so same thing with leo i think i don't know if we'd really talk about the clutch factor of arsene without leo though like obviously that's going to be a thing but yeah. it's so highlighted by him as a player like everyone you know that's an obvious one to point to but arsene as a comeback mechanic or a clutch out mechanic we're talking about it a lot less if Leo isn't on the board. Yeah. Like, a lot less. I, I don't think, even know how much we're talking about it. I think you would you would expect us to say the exact same thing about Gluto, and obviously we, we technically could, but it's so much more apparent with Leo despite them both being, like, comeback mechanics and whatnot. Mm -hmm. So I think you have a good point. Mm -hmm. Also, clutch. Leo... Clutch was the right word. <laughs> Leo has clutched it out, like three stocks to one many times against many players but that usually doesn't happen in within one arsene um i've seen leo set up the situation where he gets the very last arsene and then like shits on the other player with you know just abusing arsene and just like abusing the fact that he has arsene right but he couldn't get to that part unless he just shit on you second stock with no arsene like yeah. i've seen him completely obliterate people no arsene just bop bibbidi bop edgeguard bear bear 
and then like the super <laughs> deep sink down back air, and then and then next talk gets our send right. Like how many times have we seen that? And it's like that was no our send, but he did that, and then now he does have our send. And then in your brain, you're just like, holy fuck, dude, he just shit on me without our send, and now he has our send. Oh, dude, f- what's my counter pick next Shake game? Like head. you know what Shake I mean? Like. Head. Like Jesus Christ, it's it's fucking insane. Um, yeah, I've just heard so. I've been a part of so many crowds at majors where Leo's playing, and the crowd wants to see the upset. Of course, not that Leo's not right, you know, very well liked and enjoyed, but it Leo's down, and then suddenly he gets a rebels guard off, and you just hear the do do do, like the 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 yeah. fills up, and then you you just the hear base. the crowd go. Oh, <laughs> it's, like, it's like the match is already over to them. Yeah, once it gets there, I mean, set, you, it's a you've wrap, just dude. seen it so many times, so mm-hmm. it's it's kind of safe to assume that like, uh oh, something something's about to happen. Mm-hmm. Also, I've just seen it so many times, man. Something that I don't think a lot of people talk about when it comes to Leo is we we also we all do this, uh, especially the higher level you get. But I think he is the best player out of any player that I've ever seen like ever seen at saving the right reads for the right moment yes Ooh, good one yeah that's good, good like, joker fair one is not a good move it I'm is gonna not. like tell everyone right now like everyone's just like dude fair one's crazy like i always see leo win with the fair one drag down combo thing it's like bro okay There's fair one is not safe on block okay if you have arsene you can space it because you have the little disjoint but like I think this like contributes to what Pink is saying, right? Like he always saves it for like the very last moment where you don't expect it. And like Leo hits so many fair ones that like I, I think to most people you'd think like, wow, fair one must be broken. Like this guy is hitting this joint all the time. It's just like no, he's he knows exactly when and where to save it and like he just like gets the KO off of it every time. It's not a coincidence that there's always a platform right there for the, him to get the like the up smash that kills like even extra earlier. Like <laughs> none of this stuff's like a coincidence. He's like the way he plays around it is just so damn good and like saving those kinds of reads and those moments is it, it's just it, and that attributes to like his clutch, right? You don't get clutch situations like that unless yep. you save it, to, like save those specific punishes. Yeah, and I think we got to give him a lot of credit too for he kind of had. We were talking about Meister and how he didn't give up on Game and Watch and really stuck to his guns and said, "No, I think this character's the real deal." Leo took a lot of bad losses with Joker early on. Well, for Leo, that's like that's yeah. like that's like two bad tournaments and like that's it. Like for him, that's a lot though, yeah. you know, <laughs> which is kind of insane in its own right but he knew like he was like nope i'm sticking it out this character's the real deal i'm gonna figure it out and then he's all these things that you're saying he, he wrote the damn book on how to play not just joker but but ultimate as well and just being so so consistent in ultimate like beating him is just it's 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 a mountain yeah. and i remember and i think i've told this story before but i remember sitting down and talking to mars in between the sets uh at genesis and we were looking at the bracket and obviously Leo, for anyone who follows Mars or, or the competitive scene at all, was always a demon for Mars. Of course, he's kind of everyone's demon, I mean, to be fair. But for Mars especially, it was really, really tough. But we were looking at the loser's bracket, and we both kind of said, dude, it, it wouldn't feel the same if you didn't beat Leo and Grands. Like, you have to do it. We want him to make this run. You know yeah. what I mean? We want him to play you because that's it. Like, if you if you win Genesis, yeah, that's great, and that's amazing. But if you don't beat Leo, it's kind of an asterisk next to it. Like, you didn't you didn't beat you didn't beat Leo. Like Leo's, Leo's the god, the goat. I think as we we introduced him. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. Leo's the real deal, man. He really is. Hell yeah! Well, that was a fun topic. Yeah, yeah. Getting you can get many hours out of that. We could do even more if we if we really wanted to. Yeah. <laughs> oh, keep dude. it short. 
for you time. Know, you know, for the content, let's make like three episodes out of this, you know? <laughs> More details One episode for each player. One episode for each player. Yeah. Start at 50 and just sort of work our way down. Oh, yeah. Perfect. <laughs> Hell, yeah. I guess we can uh, talk about the Japanese tournament a little bit. Can Such. we please oh, talk about the Japanese so, like, I don't even know where to start. I just want to say that was like the most fun I've had watching Smash in a very, very long time. Yeah. That was so, like, and we were talking about it before we went live and Haz was saying, like, that, like, Twitter was super active, even though it was, like, super degen hours. And, like, <laughs> yeah. you could, like, it was, like, it was, like, so cool because it felt like one of those, um, it felt like an offline tournament in a sense where I'm, like, I'm watching the tournament and then I see something crazy and then I refresh my yeah. Twitter. I'm, like, oh, dude, wait, yo, 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 like, you know what I mean? It's just like it was so cool to see like the community interacting with each other as we're watching the tournament, and it was it was like it was so much fun, dude. I just had a blast. I feel like we needed it. It just felt good. <laughs> it was that major feeling where yeah. everyone on the timeline just wrote, "Oh shit! Oh my god! I can't believe yep. it!" And you knew what they were talking <laughs> about. You yeah. knew what it was. It didn't matter. You knew that the up smash crit and killed at twenty. You know what it was. Yeah. <laughs> okay, was, I uh, actually looked away for one second. I knew it was an up smash crit. What percent was it? I think 20 and it no killed. No way it was at 20. I think so. It was no something like that. No way it was at 20. A fully charged up smash critting? I don't know. Boys. It was, it was low. It. <laughs> it was it was low. No, I, I remember the chat just broke like... fair and balanced gameplay. Like that was all the chat said, which is super funny. I know up smash <laughs> can do that, but I just didn't see the situation. So I'm like, how did this situation <laughs> happen? Holy shit. It, it was, was 20%? It was, it was 50. Okay, okay. okay. I well, thought it was still. like 40 or 50. After that's the hit. fair. Killing at 40 and 50. That's cool. That's fair. Fair and balanced. Fair and balanced. No, that's fair reasonable. Gameplay. He did have to get lucky. <laughs> what are the odds? Is it one and eight? Is that what one? It's and one and eight. It's one, one and eight. eight for a crit. I, I, I think it's one and eight. I I'm think it's sure higher it's than eight. that. Like easier than that. Is it one and six? I'm looking chat? at here right now. Ultimate frame chat? data, save me. It's one and eight. Can this I get the oranges? Bullshit, oranges in the I chat. Fifty percent of the fucking smash tracks are crit. It's fifty. So, see, it's yeah, it's one and eight. Fifty percent. Yeah. That's a lie. Fifty percent. You're crazy. <laughs> be main in this character. It's, eight, it's eighty-five. I, I, I know, but like, dude, I swear they get it more than they don't. Oh well, yeah, because they main the character. It's like Luigi's getting misfires. Yeah. Misfires one out of ten, right? Yeah. yeah Peach is getting turnips uh, or the yeah. good stitches or whatever. Okay, that's different. Happen. That's different. <laughs> There's literally so many possible turnips to get. Yep. And like, I'm you still waiting for the moment where Samsora pulls a saber, like a lightsaber. Oh, the the beam sword, even though it's like literally not in the game, oh, okay. impossible. Like I'm still waiting for that moment where he just pulls it out in tournament. And it's just like, oh my god, it was like a, it was actually in the game, but it was point zero 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 one percent chance, and it actually happened for the first time in history. Yeah, dude, the tournament. I mean, just it was such good vibes from the whole community. It reminded me of like when when World Tour started up too. Same thing. It yeah. just felt like it, it felt like home. It we just, just felt like that, we were. We just need that motivation. It's been a while. Mm -hmm. Everyone's everyone's motivated. Everyone's getting their Virgil on. They're all motivated. <laughs> I'm just gonna say, um, I made a lot of money from the last podcast because I invested in T stonks, and nice. T stonks <laughs> right now are through the roof remember i, I will say this potential top 10 players. definitely definitely um we were talking about like potential top 10 players coming in to uh offline and one of my picks were t uh my well we had two picks each right my and so i had void and t and all i'm saying is t stonks right now t stonks are very high invest okay that's right now yeah. i'm gonna say it i oh. think i don't 
I'm not gonna say like you know like who the whole top ten list is right this moment because obviously it's probably possibly different than yeah uh, we than, we don't even know it's crazy yeah obviously there has to be a season for like you know but I'm talking about like right now like I think T probably already is top ten skill um oh yeah I was saying that okay. watching the tournament like before he even like won the whole thing I'm like I think this is a top ten player um obviously he could like not be but like that's what just what i feel and what it looks like when i'm watching take it with a grain of salt but basically what i'm saying is t is very very good (laughs) about i think right before top eight started uh i hopped into a discord call with some other smashers shout out to uh ramsey karna and lay and we were talking i was like i think t's got this i think he's playing so well today i think pac-man is the real deal in this game for sure like for for sure um, I think the biggest I problem. I wish Blade mained him, dude. He's he's, he's so good. He's we he's so good. He's such. We kind of grilled it. We kind of grilled him about that. We were like, dude, if you had to enter a tournament today, who would you play as? And he said, Pac-Man. We were like, yeah, fucking right. You'd pick Rob. You'd crumble after one game. You'd pick Rob. <laughs> <laughs> he was, dude. He begged for Steve to be in the game forever, and then he picked up Rob the week Steve came out. I was like, dude, are you serious? Like, this is your dream Trolling. character. This is your dream character. I know it's such a late move, but anyway. So we were talking. I was like, dude, I think. T T Pac-Man, this is it. Like this is the real deal. I, I totally agree with you. Charles was right on the last episode. Obviously, T won the tournament as well. But there's a lot of other things that are so important to check out with these results, uh, including number two. Uh, how do you pronounce it? It's French again. Hold on, hold on. Ooh, yes, yes. Has is on the spot. He's got the mic. Had it. Hey, yeah, French, don't mess, don't mess up this tag. Do not it. mess it up. Don't mess it up. Well, not? There's no R sound at the end. At least yeah, I it's French, right? Know that. I. It's a French. So, yeah. It's a French word. It's a French word, but he's like a he's like a Japanese right. player. I don't think he Atelli. Atelli is that right? Atelli. Atelli, yeah. And but Atelier. his name is Torier. Torier. Okay. Torier. That's his like name. Torier is his name. Cact- but his Cact tag. Will tell us how to pronounce it. He's from France. He'll let us know. But he was, <laughs> dude. I think that was the most. This is the most fun I've had watching a top eight in a while. Every single match was a banger. Yeah. Whether it was. Five five game last stock last hit or a three a surprise three O's actually got three O's three O's mostly three O's especially for the first maybe even more than like, half of top eight just three one two three four five the first six sets were three first six sets God it was amazing yeah, yeah the upsets were amazing it was. I've never seen. I, th- I tweeted that too. It was like I've never seen Zach Ray get hit like that. Like I've never seen him lose a set in that way. Like, and against PT, you know what I mean, which that, is kind of surprising. Like, that matchup is pretty bad for PT, Rob. I'm I'm pretty sure a lot of people think that. Um, I thought it was like even ish. I wasn't sure though. At, at least PT players kind of think it's on par for like you know like worst matchup like with a couple other characters. So yeah. You definitely don't have the air mobility to like maneuver around top, and like your switch stops your air mobility. You can't too. get off ledge um, either. In that, right? Like in that sense. So it's like there's there's a. I also even like PT Pac-Man. Um, it's me and the same we were watching thing, it last yeah. night. It, it's it's pretty rough for PT when when P, when there's a matchup for PT where it's just like I very heavily depend on this mon, and like I'm hoping that this mon can bring me through this like matchup. It's usually a bad one because it's like. Like and usually it, it kind of like depends on Ivysaur, right? Like a lot of those bad matchups, it's like okay, well Ivy can kind of do it, right? But like if you don't, if the other two can't help 
compensate for Ivy's weaknesses, then you kind of have a problem, right? When you're like, oh, dang, but like, okay, I need like that quick nimble character, but like, oh, Squirtle kind of gets jammed in this matchup. Oh, um, okay, I guess I'm switching back to like Ivy. Uh, and then like, and it's like, well, Zard's like way too big and he can't get in. Like, wait a minute, this isn't good. I'm getting combo too hard. Um, I okay, what well, like two switches? Let's try to get this done with Ivy. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's it's just not good because the whole point of trainer being like strong in specific matchups is you at have the diversity and flow to, to yeah at least like switch to two to three of them where like there's a threat right if only one of them has like a really big threat then even switching when your ivy or you know not the strong mon like if they force a switch then they're like oh sweet like you know what i mean it, there's it's like now you got to switch like two more times to get back to the good one like and you did it to like try to get out of this disadvantage situation like it's it gets really rough um you want to have like a somewhat consistent flow between all three of them, um, but like he still played it well. Like you can still win the matchup, obviously. Like you just got to get those really like key moments with the strong mon or like. But it was it was really fun and it's like cool because um, Tellier has like Void fought Tellier in Japan. Like when me me and Void went to Japan, um, so I got to watch him play. He's he um, and Tellier actually beat Void in Japan in a Japanese tournament. And like at the time. Hikaru and Tellier were kind of like back and forth on who was the best trainer from Japan. So it's really cool to see like the trainer meta in Japan really start advancing and stuff like that. It's it's uh I don't know. And like he also had a wolf. That was really fun to watch. I think I think his wolf definitely isn't as good as his PT. Or I, I guess like I want to say consistency. Cause like there was times where he was playing the Pac-Man matchup really, really well. He was using the gun a lot. Like um but yeah, it, then then there were certain situations where like he just started going in he, like the the gameplay wasn't as consistent as like the pt gameplay so definitely think his wolf has a lot of potential he just has to like be more consistent with his game plans yeah yeah when he played uh zachary i noticed one very specific thing and if the match didn't go like a specific way then yeah. he would he would lose the stock first and i was talking to gavin about it and it was he'll be squirtle and it felt like zachary could not hit him as he was Squirtle, like, I, I remember there was a stock he did, like, 130% yeah. as Squirtle, right? Wow. He switched to Ivysaur and lost the stock first. Yeah. I was like, what? So this is what it is. You took, you took zero damage, you did 130, then you switched, and you got smoked. Yeah. And if that ever happened, like, if he ever did, like, a bunch of damage, pushed him off stage, and he could capitalize on whether it's a ledge trap or like a corner situation, juggle situation. And usually the stock will be taken first and it'll just switch back to Squirtle on the on the um when he's coming back from the angel platform. But if that did not go well, oh he was getting smoked. And that's actually how he won the last game. He came back, he was at 13%, Zachary was at zero. He did 110% as Squirtle, switched to Ivysaur, just did runoff down there. And actually and got the stock, yeah. I got the stock. So like, here's the scary thing in that matchup. Um I wish we had the best PT in this podcast so we could get insight on this specific like matchup thing with PT. I just I I I wish we had a resource like that. Yeah, we, we might need to we need to outsource here. We might have to bring someone. On. We need a guest. Yeah, yeah. yeah let's can oh tweak. <laughs> we can call that tweak guy in, right? We give him a shot. He he's a pretty good PT. Like I think I think he might know a thing or two about PT. True, kinda. So <laughs> so here's the thing about that matchup is when you get the advantage state, you'll get all the damage in the world. But Rob's recovery and weight is so good that um, the actual finishing blow is the hard part. Um, Ivysaur can I feel like you even gotta get, catch him swinging, right? Like yeah, the up air. Ivysaur can even 
get hits off stage but won't result in kills. Even spikes at 80% and Rob will live. Um, so it's really hard to hard to get the meaningful meaningful uh, edge guards and whatnot out of your Squirtle advantage state. Um, this goes pretty much hand in hand with what Marcus was talking about. Um, and obviously since it's that hard, then Rob can obviously put himself in positions where the risk reward is so much more in his favor off stage and he'll just make it back. Or like taking hits that like, you know, put him higher or like put him like in a better position to recover. And it kind of happens like that. Um, and I think that's the hard part about the matchup because um, PT's so so strong because so many characters fall to the flow chart where Squirtle advantage state, Ivysaur edge guard, you can't do anything. Good luck next stock. Um, with Rob, you have to work extra 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 hard, and if he makes it back and he gets advantage state, he puts you on the ledge. His edge guarding is better than yours in this matchup. His ledge trapping is better than yours in this matchup. You have very minimal options. Uh, so the most impressive part about Atelier beating Zachary here is that um, he he took it as far as he could, and he didn't get put in the situations where you can see why the matchup is so hard. He he wasn't put on the ledge like that. He what like he didn't he actually was getting the stocks that were the, the crucial stocks right. So I think that's why th that's so impressive. Um, I'm very impressed with just just the on paper results that I saw from a PT player. Um, Zachary is like the one of them. There's two main ones. Zachary uh, beating Zachary with with PT beating his Rob tw in two different games, and then T beating T in a set with um, PT is equally Insane. impressive um, God, for the player so skill and for the matchup because the matchups are very similar as to why they're so hard. Um, edge guarding, neutral, you know, like you have like one or two openings, and if you don't get them, it's kind of over. Um, but the the discipline, um, just the raw execution, um, it, were, it was just very impressive. Um, I, yeah, <laughs> very nice PT gameplay for sure. I loved a couple things he did with his Ivy that I loved is he wasn't afraid to get grabs. Yes. Like his grab game was insanely fucking good with Ivysaur. And then he tech chased with Razor Leaf into right. confirming a Divine Whip, which I, that shit yeah. like gave me chills. I thought that was so fucking cool. Because even if you miss the Razor Leaf going one way, you can still catch him on the other side regardless. Like you're still, they're rolling towards the ledge in the other way. You know what I mean? You cover, yeah. you cover center stage and then they roll towards the ledge and now they're at the ledge against your Ivysaur. Like that sucks. <laughs> he dominated the platforms with up air and down air the way he moved around the the i would ban ps2 against this guy in a heartbeat there's no way i'm letting him go there because the way he used down air and up air with ivysaur on those platforms was just insane and i like to and something i like to do just as a spectator is try to like kind of and i'm sure all you guys do this and most people chat do this too you envision what they're going to kind of do next you know what i mean like if you see a sheet get a down throw you know what's coming next you know what i mean like you just kind of picture it in your mind at one point he was off to the right, I think it was with Zard, and he won the interaction. Like, he fared and blasted his opponent to the other side of the stage, landed on the stage, used Squirtle to run to the other side, and then switched to Ivysaur and got the edge guard. And I thought that was so oh, cool, because yeah. I feel like a lot of PTs would just stay Zard in that situation, um, at a high percentage, you know, yeah. situation like that. So, using Squirtle's speed to get to the other side, and then switch to Ivysaur and get the Nair, I was like, that. that's not where my mind went at all. I mean, obviously I don't play PT, but it's not what I'm used to seeing, and I thought shit like that is just so creative he felt 
very comfortable and and sometimes to his downfall as you pointed out marcus uh, it's staying ivysaur in those situations which i really like because to me the thing that's so neat and kind of frustrating about fighting pt is when squirtle's in squirtle is you know a fastballer light combo heavy character but it doesn't have the downfalls of being that character of dying yeah. at 60 because you could just switch to you eventually you could be a heavy you know what i mean yeah. and same thing with zard you don't need to be a heavy at zero percent and get comboed to 80 with zard because you could just be ivysaur squirtle until then yeah. so the fact that you could be a heavy and a light without them really having those bad characteristics um potentially of, of what they do is is so strong with the character and i thought he did that well because staying ivysaur in those situations and being confident in the ivy i think i think really helped him out and to to secure a second in that place so there was a couple situations where i was like um where i like recognized some stuff i did with pt um when i was watching and that's always nice because um i guess it sounds arrogant but i don't see that often in any gameplay um like um the down airs and up airs with platforms is um i did a lot of stuff like that when i played pt like i abused the hell out of that um mm. poofing on him he added his own uh spices to it occasionally and i thought it was really interesting and really caught me off guard like there was these weird like um hesitations on the platform like sometimes he would just stand there kind of flicker shield for a parry um do like an empty hop on the platform then like fall through up air and i'm like oh, okay so no downer you went just just for the up air there like you were reading like um you were trying to delay like your shielding and like your empty hops to try to get them to jump towards you and then you up air with the fall through i was like that was really beautiful one specific up air like i'd have to see it to show you but um it was one specific time where i was like you kind of took that ivysaur platform sharking to the next level so that was mm -hmm. really cool yeah Chat had Dude. a good correction there too. Is that Charizard is actually faster than Squirtle? True, Charizard's but the thing is, Squirtle, yeah, he's Ivysaur very fast. Actually, slow. <laughs> yeah. But you switch to Squirtle, so you get the switch to Ivy. Yes. Ivysaur, exactly. Yes, because yeah. so you can't call like there, the double switch there. Yeah, but like, I mean, even just like him knowing that it was like sick. Because at the end of the day, he wanted to get to that spot as ivy right so yeah, he ran mm -hmm. with squirtle so by the time he gets there with squirtle the switch cooldown thing is done he doesn't have to like force a move because like the only other like fastest way to switch because switch has a cooldown the only other faster way to switch is you have to do a special move and then switch out right yeah. so even though running with squirtle was like a slower so to speak he's like using that to like run the cooldown timer on switch so by the time he gets to the edge of the other side of the stage he can switch into ivy and just go for the clean edge guard there with nair so i mean just yeah. having that intuition and like knowledge is it's like super sick to see that um yeah even like his lead trapping was super cool razor leaf to catch normal getup now yeah. we keep talking about his staggers and stuff like most trainers um are just spamming razor leaf and they just hope they get it but like there was so much purpose in his staggers like he was he was definitely fishing for like very specific timings and like like dash back wait stagger a little bit and then throw the razor leaf right because like to catch that like standard normal get up time where they like kind of abuse all the intangibility then they get up gets that razor leaf right into the vine whip gets he like got a ton of KOs like that yeah. um just very impressive like next level stuff with pt it was like oh, dude it was it was so fun to watch, right? And, like, PT, like, especially if you're just, like, a Pokemon fan in general, and even, like, just character design-wise, it's it's probably one of the most unique characters in the entire game, right? 
um like just being able to switch in between three characters like that all three of them like serving very different purposes in terms of archetype so just seeing like character like a character like that get pushed that far and especially even after the nerfs right like obviously it was a nerf slash buff but you know even when talking about the rob matchup the ivy dare nerf yeah it's a big deal you know especially when it comes to like that sp- specific matchup where it's like this is really hard to hit but when i hit it i i need the sweet spot i need this robot to die because it's like so hard to kill him right okay. so um you know the the zard buffs like it might have helped certain matchups where like ivy doesn't want to dare certain recoveries but for the most part i think overall is like a nerf like a small nerf yeah. but um it's it, like I said, it was a nerf buff. I think overall it's a nerf, but like it, it was just, it's so cool to see PT perform at that level after the nerfs, right? Yeah. Like it was, it was super sick to see that. And even just against players, like PT is not like this new pick, right? Like all these players that he's fighting are very experienced in the matchup. So it was just the level of gameplay was so fun to watch. Um, and another thing that I think like Japan does as a region that's really good, that's super underrated, is uh, I don't know, Termi, is like flickering shield by just just flickering shield. So when you flicker shield, like shield, drop shield, shield, there's only a like I believe like a five or six frame window that you can actually get hit, which is actually really small, and the window for pairing is huge, like it's like four or five frames. So it's like just doing like shield on shield, shield on shield, shield on shield by ledge, and then like picking a different option. It's like so good and like i've seen japan like fish for parries like that so often in a lot of different situations and i i just think it's super underutilized it's like a really good option and like you can sit there and just flicker and then like react from there right like oh did i get a parry like hit the punish did i not okay reposition or it's it's so good um but yeah that's just like a general like japan meta thing and then of course we got to talk about the hero right Yes, like, I, I was like yeah. saying we need to make sure we talk about this bro, bro those those up tilts were so that, the dashing up dashing reverse up tilts that yeah. was a shit bro that so. up tilt was that usage of up tilt was <laughs> nasty that shit was taking stocks up tilt and psych up up throw those are the mvps you have to make sure not to pump a lot of people don't know this yeah. but if you pumble you will burn the psych up charge yeah. Yep. So when whenever you see a hero with psych up, like obviously they're going to be fishing for grab or whatever, but like the, that, if if you're a hero player, you do not pummel. You have to grab and just yeet them out. Yeah. Um, yeah. Or <laughs> you'll use your psych up on the pummel, which is just funny to me. But um, but yeah, and I mean we even um me and Gavin were talking about this last night as we were watching the tournament, and this is like I've always generally thought this. Um, Japan as a region, their play style, I I wouldn't. It's like a little bit. I feel like. I don't want to say conservative, but like they definitely they definitely give each other more space than other regions. Like when they're fighting each other, they the the amount of space they give each other, like space slash respect in terms of neutral, is a little bit more than other regions. Where which is why I think characters like Hero can like um, do well. A- am I saying that Hero only did well because he played in Japan? I'm not saying that. I, I definitely think that Hero player can do really well in, in America or just any other region tournament. Um, but he definitely wouldn't get as much space as he's getting in when he's playing in these Japan tournaments. So it'd be it'd definitely be a little different. I still think he's just like good enough to as a player to like, you know, prevail in any setting. But I, I do think that is my opinion on like um Japan as a region. And like that's great for a character like Hero, right? Where it's just like how many times think of and like how many times did he like just menu and like get a buff, right? Yeah. And I, I just wanna say that dude 
That was like the fastest menu usage I've ever seen in my life. It felt like when he pressed menu, like it felt like the menu barely popped up and it looked like he was just doing a move. Yeah. Like when he downbeat, yeah. it looked like he pressed downbeat and it's like, it's just like, like he's just like already instantly doing, like it's just a move. Like, to the point where you're no, expecting hit. certain moves, like certain menu moves in every interaction. Like sometimes you get buffed twice before actually interacting. And it's just like mm -hmm. that's where this character is actually a problem. Um, that was crazy, especially in some yeah. of these matchups. Like Pac Man, Pac Man has to set up too. So yep. if you you're gonna set up, and it's gonna be yeah. kind of fucking scary. He had that like speed reading thing. Like he would just pick his options so fast. But he also did the juke out, which I love with the menu. Like you highlight um psych up, and then they come at you and try to stop you, and you switch to hatchet yep. man or whatever then they're coming at the you you're game, winding dude. up dude it's so cool i love watching this character i would not want to fight this character at top yeah. level by any means fuck no. that that sounds so stressful and terrible <laughs> but watching it i had such a blast yes. he made the character look so fun um neutral b is insane fully charged neutral b is nuts he prioritized uh, charging it over the menu almost every time and that's really cool it's a guaranteed thing right because yeah. you pull up the menu there might it might flop honestly like, there's just tournament, yeah Mm -hmm, exactly mm -hmm. and it forces it does it has the same effect it forces people to approach it gives you an option it, it can kill like so now if you have neutral b and then you get a psych up they're like as your uh -oh. opponent it's like, <laughs> what the hell am i supposed to do now this yeah. is this is lun lunacy like to fight against this he and, and the hatchet man to, to beat ha zachary by the way that was maybe the Dude. best menu usage we've ever seen in this game like he, i think straight up it probably that was, was. That nope. was typical Chosen. hero fashion to win a tournament set that was the most <laughs> That was the most hero thing to ever happen. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I like. I it, it's like it was also just being a good player too, right? Like that was some hero whateverness, right? But like, what happens is saying like it was like the menu management as well on top of that, right? Like yeah. it's definitely like you know he got some crits and other stuff like that, but like still like the mind game behind the menu pool. Like Zachary tried to contest that. Zachary, I don't know if he 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 might have only read what he was currently on. Maybe he didn't read the other options next to it, but like that like next level mind game and that's why I, like obviously hero can be frustrating like play against and the rng and all that stuff but like i think it adds such a cool like flavor of like tech to the or not tech but like a mechanic to the yeah. game where it's like we've never seen that before right so um i, I definitely appreciated watching it i think, I think too oh, oh go ahead gavin the, no, good, the basic things um other than like hero specific stuff that i really appreciate from his gameplay i was i was getting like some the buzz vibes when um with it, when he was in the corner um he would just stand there or like crouch there shield <laughs> and he's like you want to throw me off stage again sure but i'm not dying i'm going to make this stock i'm gonna get the most of my stock here and then the hero specific stuff that went with that is if you threw him off stage Try to get a menu, accelerado. Okay, cool. Grab the ledge. Now I'm getting out of the corner free because <laughs> I don't have to take a risk of being hit by anything because you can't catch me now. I'm Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah, or, yeah. <laughs> so, or not even accelerado. He's another out. He's zoom. Just go right back to the stage. Yeah, that too. To, it's like yep. I, I will take a couple throws. I will take multiple throws just to play it safe here and get what I need to make the most out of this stock. Yeah. I really appreciated that aspect of his gameplay for sure. That dude's up B usage was OD. Yes. Mm -hmm. the, I, the, I, dude, the, I always felt like people were sleeping the, at his up B. Bro. When he charged them, like right Yo. before he landed, because mm -hmm. you're mm -hmm. holding shield on him, so good. Because who cares so if you parry? Who cares?
Yeah, and you mostly use the neutral B. Like, if you're about to land on a platform after you've already branched your double jump, yeah. it's just like, well, this is checkmate. You're gone. Like, when he broke mm -hmm. T-Shield at 20%, I was like, oh, he's about to fully charge F-Smash. And he was like, nah, I need to do side B here because that kills. And I yeah. was like... That's oh. what I was thinking. The side B killed the 20. You're right. Yeah. Oh. Dude, that game was bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> that game was crazy. Was that the game that also had, like, the Wait, what's spike? the side B? The lightning. If you fully yeah. charge it, it does like 40 the... or 30 or something oh, like that. Oh, that's right. The, the lightning thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like yeah. turnaround warlock punch. It's so strong. Waft. It waft. Yeah. <laughs> it does use a ton of mana. Exactly. The fully charged one yeah. uses like 50 or 60. It's like crazy how much mana it uses. Yeah. But... So. Damn. There is, he, he even got a spike versus T. He did. Yeah. Like, while he, he was down. Off. That move sucks ass. Yep. Especially for edge carding. <laughs> that mm -hmm. move is really hard to land, and he hit Pac-Man with it. Like, yeah. That's like such a basic, like, like oh my god, a spike happened. But dude, like, I was just surprised I got to see a hero spike that tournament, despite how many hero sets I was watching. I was like, okay. Yeah. Like, not only does hero spike suck, but that's the best Pac-Man in the world, and Pac-Man has an incredible recovery. Yeah, like, like, how do you, how do you make all that happen? To edge guard if you get a hit on Pac-Man's recovery, I'm like, yo. I'll give you the second for that. Good job. <laughs> so I, I was actually uh, I was watching that set with Void, and Void pointed out um, he pointed out that that worked because yeah, like usually you know when you try to spike a Pac Man, they're coming like straight like from underneath straight up to the ledge, but T was a little out, so you had to like up B and then drift in. So he's holding left to drift into the stage. So you down air him, and he's diing away from the his trampoline. Because he would have to DI right to go back to his trampoline. But that means he wouldn't be drifting to ledge. Yeah. So those are like the... And th these are like the really cool niche smash situations where it's like... You know, a lot of other fighting games don't have like DI, right? But it's like in this situation, he had to DI left because he had to get to ledge, right? So, and even like that's like that's even when like top players have sus DI and like everyone's like, wow, how did that player have like that bad DI? Like sometimes you catch someone dashing back yeah. or you catch someone like tech rolling in and then you hit them with a forward smash that direction and they they just tech rolled and pressed left. You know what I mean? So you're, you're yeah. catching specific kinds of weird DIs or bad DIs because of the, the like situation that was happening before because they had to like use, you know, because you're the, it's a it's, it's essentially like overlapping, like the fact that you move with this and you DI with this like same control stick that these kind of interactions happen. And it yeah. was like so cool. And it was really cool that like Void pointed out because it's like it's, like I said, it's like we we're talking about this whole time. It's really hard to gimp Pac-Man, right? Because usually you just hit him right back on the trampoline. But that was a very specific scenario where Hero could dare and get the kill there. Yeah. And the fact that that Hero knew that and got the dare was so sick. Like yeah. one of the few openings he could get that shitty down air spike <laughs> and he, he fucking got a stalk with it. Like that's so hype. Yeah. yeah. Dude, T's advantage state that whole tournament. T won that set despite like all the hero craziness. Yeah. It's kind of like Meister vibes a lot of the time. 80, 100 damage, and I yep. just won't stop hitting you. Oh, and you're actually dead too. I'm like, dude, this is Pac Man. Like, Tweet oh was my god. so hyped with the angled up forward tilt. Dude. He was like, angled up forward tilt? <laughs> like, from the combos, he'd like yes. angle up forward tilt, and I'm like, bro. Like, what about. <laughs> And I think this is such a thing with like just watching top level offline play is there aren't like stupid drop combos and stuff and you can actually see the full extensions of uh, combos in this game and how crazy it can get. The bounce combo off of the Galaga ship, by the way. Yeah. Oh my god, with the, dude. With that was incredible. Right? 
Mm-hmm. And like the mm-hmm. edge guard, the the crazy edge guards too, man. Except it was so Accelerado fun. plus four there is very great. Cause um, yeah, like you, can, you can cover the air dodge ins. Just it's kind of like Bowser forward air, where like it does. Even if you're a little close, like it'll hit you. Like maybe even like from behind. Oh, it hits from behind. I, it definitely does. Oh, okay. I've gotten hit by that many times. <laughs> I hate Bowser's oh. forward air. I hate that move uh, so much, dude. Speaking from experience, I see. <laughs> I hate that. I hate that move. Yeah, Ooh, that move. That, uh, it's so carried. There's so many carried. moves that like cover spot dodges just because they're so active too. It's like yeah. they do it before like a spot dodge happens. It's like, oh, who cares? Who would have thought that Hero versus Pac-Man was gonna be the one of the most hyped Dude, sets? I know. That like goes against like my like yeah, right? my character, like as a oh, human so I, being. Like oh, I should hate this. I'm about to go to sleep, it's Hero versus Pac-Man, and I just hear my phone voop, 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 voop. I'm like, yo, what is happening? Go, go. And I'm like, You're missing on the most hyped set ever. <laughs> yeah, Unbelievable. I, I was hyped. Like I was hyped, dude. Me too. Every set, man. Every set was so fun. You didn't want to miss it. I kept saying, I'm going to bed. Like, this one doesn't yep. seem that fun. I start watching it. Nope, never mind. One stock. Hell yeah. yeah. Zero to death instantly. Okay. Well, I guess I'm watching. <laughs> I guess I'm staying up until 6.30 in the morning. Yeah. I mean, I, I was anyway, so. <laughs> Clutch. <laughs> and, like, I feel like not a lot of people realize this. And this is one of the bigger reasons why, like, you know, online super hype. You know, obviously, um, just seeing Smash or whatever, but like seeing players in an offline environment where they where they are fully confident to go for like these crazy edge guards, these things that are just like out of this world, right? Like you, it's hard to it's hard to capture that in a Wi-Fi tournament because like even that like that bell throw into like T forward or hit, airing him into the bell, the bell stun, and then he like forward airs him after and kills him, right? Like. Would T have done that on Wi-Fi if the connection was kind of bad or kind of not not close to offline, right? Like, is he confident to to go for an edge guard like that where, like, if he misses, he gets reversed and dies, right? Or so, like, like in a Wi-Fi environment, it's like, eh, I think I'll take the Wi-Fi ledge trap. You know what I mean? Like, I'll, yeah. I'll like, kind of poke out something <laughs> yeah. and then, like, try to fish for, like, a forward smash on ledge or something like that, right? But, like, when you give players, like, the consistency of offline play, where it's like, oh, all of my combos are like, it's only on me. Like, there's if there's no stutter is gonna mess up this combo, or no stutter is gonna mess up this edge guard, and I just get like reversal or die. You get to see them play with like utter confidence, yeah. and like to see to see that manifest was like, it's just we haven't seen that in so long. Yeah. Um. So it was just like it's so cool, and obviously like um these offline tournaments like have been going on for like a decent amount of time right um but i don't know this one just like it was just so fun to watch maybe it was because it was like a little different because like you know some of the upsets like the hero obviously like you had that like i feel like for a banger top eight it's like you gotta have specific upsets right and then you gotta have like this one crazy character come out of nowhere and yeah. everyone's like what the heck is yeah. going on you just need a little like, bit of all that yeah. yeah, you need the top players in there too to make it legitimate. So it can't just be like this tournament was a shit show. Who knows what oh, yeah. happens? It's like, who cares? Like, you, like, uh, yeah, like T winning. T, yeah, exactly. T winning and Zachary being there was perfect. You know, yeah. like we needed kind of those those storylines. But dude, I totally agree. That was like I said, I wanted to go to bed so much. I ordered a coffee at four in the morning. I was like, I gotta stay up. I gotta keep watching. It was mm-hmm. Duncan's. I had to do it, man. <laughs> I had to do it. I had to stay up, man. I couldn't miss that shit. Watching the vods isn't the same, dude. It's not yeah. the same. It's crazy. You definitely mentioned that we needed to have all those like like Zach Ray and stuff there, but there was a lot of talent there. Like, yeah, a very much amount of talent. Proto wasn't there, unfortunately. I wish. He I was... thought he was, and he got he got jammed. Is what I thought. No, he was not there. Oh, he didn't make it. Okay, that's good. 
So I, anyone I really else like you Proto. could probably think of was yeah, Ken yeah. was there, Kamehame was there, Raido was there, Alba was Jeez, there. Umeki got blasted. I don't know what happened. Um, got, oh, got... yeah. yeah, everyone was there except Proto. That's crazy. And Japan's such a top loaded region in terms of just like there's not like really big skill gaps like between yeah. their like top and high level players. So it's like, dude, it's there's a couple Japan people. tournaments are really hard. There's a couple people that weren't there, but a lot. See the letter, yeah. not the. Not the T. Yeah, yeah Link T. Yeah, Link T. There you go. That's a good one. But it was still, it was still a very like, large talent pool. And a lot of them just got smoked. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. Very interesting. Is that the best of one pool stuff, too? I can't remember if this tournament... I kind of no, jumped in. Like, top best of three, actually. three, the whole time. Cool. Yeah. I got no excuses, man. Shit's crazy. Yeah. Best of Great. one pool, dude. Holy they do it sometimes. Shit. They do it some shit. The coolest part about that tournament was... It was as if, like, I know there's probably a little bit here and there, but, um, I don't know. I kind of expected, like, to see more spotlight from, like, the Season 2 fighters. But I was seeing Hero, which was, like, that character was, like, from a while back. Yeah, um, yeah like, we, we actually like, didn't he, see that much He was Pyramithra. the main spotlight rather than, like, Pyramithra or Sephiroth or Min Min. Like, you saw very minimal Sephiroth and uh, Pyramithra compared to the Hero um, which is interesting. It's like it's like I got took back like a few months or a year or something. It was really cool. Yeah, where was the Steve, man? Yeah, no Steve. Like, so it it was unexpectedly uh, hype for sure. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like you guys said, some of the matchups you look at them on paper, literal snooze fest. But yeah, nope, not Definitely yesterday not. or this morning. Not yeah, the that way they played it, it was it was they just played so damn good. Like I, I feel like no matter what, when you just watch optimal smash because like they're even like like defense like neutral defensively you know like it, they were still playing really well but like when anyone landed a hit yeah. dude, they like optimized it super super hard they went like really hard off stage optimizing edge guards like like that is something no matter what character you're watching like you can always just watch that and just appreciate the sheer amount of like time and skill it takes to do that to like get to that point to be that precise to be that confident in that kind of stuff and you just watch that and you're just like you you have to appreciate it right like no matter even if you like hate the character like that that is just something that's just like damn like that takes so much time and effort to be able to like execute something like that like damn i like you just you got to respect it and you like it you just appreciate it right yeah it's like when tweak posts clips of uh diddy you know i hate it so much but i also have to appreciate it because it's so nice <laughs> I hate yeah. Diddy so much, but I'm just like, it doesn't matter. This is sick. Like, it doesn't matter. And that's, like, the bottom line with Smash, and I think that's all what we really yeah. appreciate about it. At the end of the day, there's so much cool shit you could do in this game in order to take a soccer or win a set or win a game or whatever, so. And, and yesterday was a, an amazing display of that, especially with the hero and, and like, the new kind of PT play that we saw. It was just yeah. amazing. Well, it was just amazing. Another yeah. unexpected thing, like, I didn't expect to see a PT player beat the best Rob and Pac-Man in the same tournament. Like, obviously, T mm-hmm. won the tournament over him in Grands, but Atelier won the winner set, so... Getting that W was very impressive. Impressive as in fuck. In that match. Impressive yeah. as fuck. And in the, like, state that he was in, because he, like... Oh, yeah, the winner set was... Smoked. It was yeah, rough, yeah. Getting smoked, mm-hmm. he, like, just SD, like, he's down three stocks to one, he was like... <sighs> like, took a deep breath. And just pull the Leo and like, all right, I win. Yeah. Like, I, it, just bring in the cabbage puppy. Yep. Yep. 
And then game five, you made him look like a little baby. It was weird. Like, it was like that, you, that you had was to... like, like a bunch of grabs just off, like, knowing what you're going to do. I was like, wow, if you're getting grabbed by Ivy this consistently, you lose. Yeah, yeah like, you're you're done. Like, you're so done. They have the advantage, a clear advantage. Very like, impressive. Um, yeah, I would I would I know for sure, like me personally, if I'm down that much, I SD like multiple times during the set like i feel like i threw it away and and i'm fighting pac-man like all that stuff combined i'm like yeah take me out oh i'll, I'll, I'll it's not back. worth it anymore yeah, dude I'll, I'll, I'll get him next tournament <laughs> next tournament is like, always an option it's like i have composure dang that's crazy <laughs> you guys don't like fighting pac-man i love fighting pac-man i was saying this chat last night too i love fighting pac-man he's great to fight great character i like fighting pac-man with spacey's Chill. I think he's fun to fight. I'm Dude, not, when not, uh, no. T was T was doing his thing where he's holding a bell and just running back and forth. But, that is uh, hilarious, dude. I can't tell if that is a genius player or like the bell like turns off his brain. Because like, <laughs> he, he'll like get the bell and it'll just be like spot dodge, spot dodge, spot dodge, dash back, dash forward, dash back, roll, roll, spot dodge, throw bell, and it lands. And I'm like, that makes literally yeah. no sense. I don't understand what went through your brain to come to this conclusion, but you knew it would land after doing eight spot dodges and three rolls. Like, I. All right. He's a genius, dude. He's a genius. He's <laughs> got to be. He knows that it's a. I think it's mostly like a, an awareness thing. Like, everyone is so fucking scared in that moment, especially because Pac Man has the bell, so therefore he's kind of controlling the flow of everything. Yeah. So he's like, if, uh, whatever, I'm going to do whatever I want because you're going to be too scared to kind of act here. So once you do something, I'm going to throw the bell at you and I'm going to end the game. And you always have to be. It's kind of like Diddy, honestly, with the bananas, is how I feel about it. So like, much it control. Controls. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Control's a great word for it, but. T's been in that position. I don't know how many times I've seen it personally on streams and, and in VODs. <laughs> many times. And then obviously many times off stream. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Dude, fuck that. I remember <laughs> I at Frostbite, that. <laughs> this is actually funny. Like, I just had like seen it so much. And like, I don't know if it's because I'm playing the matchup, but I'm just like playing Wolf. And he's like dash doing the dash shit with the bell. I sat in the middle of PS2 and didn't move. I just sat there. Stood my ground. Oh, I, would shield, I would sometimes unshield, turn around, shield again, just like just to threaten the grabs and whatnot. But I was like, nope, I'm, <laughs> I refuse to fucking play your game right now. <laughs> I will just stand here, dude. The T normal getup. Oh yeah. Me and me and Gavin were talking about this when we were watching it last night. I was like, dude, T does this normal getup at a very specific timing, and like it. I don't know if he's trying to fish for something because there's so many times where I'm like, I'm watching the situation. I'm like, a top player, like if they decided to do normal get up there, like the guy's already charging forward smash. So like he's either nervous, so he's just like autopiloting it. And he's not realizing that his opponent's literally charging an F smash. So do not normal get up into the F smash, right? But it's it's like this very specific timing where it's like runs his intangibility. Waits about like half a second to a second, then normal gets up. It's like around that time, and like Tweak literally forward smashed him multiple times in in at Frostbite for this, and like um, yeah, uh, Tellier also got it too, on T multiple times like that, and like he's like already charging forward smash. Like Wolf's like, oh, and then like T's just like, oh, I'm gonna normal get up, and boom. <laughs> And like I don't know if it's like a nerve thing or maybe he's trying to fish for like yeah. a very specific normal get up reversal. Like oh I'm gonna normal get up. Hope he misses it. Shield back throw him kind of deal. But like oh man. Even if he got the neutral get ups off, he was definitely fishing after the fact too. I, it's definitely something to the point where we were just labeling it the T neutral get up. But um, yeah. 
in grand finals t really cleaned it up like yes regardless yeah. of the reset the clips regardless of the reset he cleaned it up a lot some great parries against the wolf um when atelier was going pt really showed a lot of the strengths in the matchup that we were talking about earlier um really cleaned it up and Beating a wolf in any fashion Dude, with Pac-Man is very impressive. So that hard. matchup is terrible. Like yeah. to the point where if you don't play wolf and you're playing a Pac-Man, you might consider it. Like it's like wow. it's a bad matchup. Um Probably Pac-Man's worst like top tier matchup. I don't it could be also like just Pac-Man's worst matchup period yeah. too. Like it's I think, and um, we were talking about this because, like, Paulu's kind of up there too. But like, the thing about Paulu is your reflector isn't like you can't hold it. Like, being able to hold a reflector against yeah. Pac-Man specifically is very, very strong because you can't like bait out a counter slash reflector and then like punish from there, right? Like, you have the mix of just like I'm gonna keep holding this reflector. So it's like that. Oh god, like just everything about Wolf is just shits on Pac-Man. You can yeah. uh, Tellier was playing so well at the very beginning where he was like blaster camping him but like i feel like wolves kind of like get into this cycle i think it's a general wolf thing where like you're laser camping and then you start getting really good aerials right because you're con you're you're like laser camping you condition shield you get a couple grabs right and then you kind of get them to force like most characters don't want to air to air wolf but you kind of force that interaction from the other player because they don't want to get blasted and they don't want to get grabbed right so they're like okay now i'm going to try to like be more air based then you start winning air to air right and then i think most wolves they like win air to air and they're like yo i am fucking this guy up i am narrowing him i'm getting my tech chases i'm getting fat i'm like getting falling fares like dude i am the goat right now i just hit him with fair back air like it's over dude i'm so good and then they, they stay in that mode they stop they blastering because they think they're goaded they yep. think they're goaded and they're like yo man i i'm so good at this game bro i'm beating this guy air to air and then like all of a sudden this person's like starts running away starts fading back they start shielding right and then then it's all of a sudden like wait what what's happening to me and you're just getting shitted on and it's like telia was doing such an amazing job at the beginning blastering and then like he stopped doing that and dude it's like crazy too because i even was watching the i was watching it live and i'm just like no it's happening the gun, bring out the gun I, like dude he had to work so hard time. to get stocks it was insane how like i think tweet even mentioned this earlier how does pac-man kill wolf yeah. like it's so hard yeah. for pac-man to get the kill on wolf and it was like there's even one time where it's like t got three parries in a row like t was playing so well he got for so many parries, and like all he got was a back throw and it's like back throw potential ledge trap forward tilt like maybe that'll kill like forward tilt or back air and then after that wolf got back on stage i'm like I'm like watching him like dude T is outplaying him so hard right now but the matchup and like how his character kills Wolf it's just like so bad that it's just like damn how do you like you're playing so well but you you just you really have to like nail the ledge trap afterwards like you not only do you have to play well in that interaction you have to play like you super well in the next upcoming ahead. interaction yeah like it's crazy and he's still like won like so yeah. very impressive gameplay all right so we're probably going to call it We'll talk to you guys for a couple minutes if you want. I think this podcast went really well. We had some great <laughs> topics today. Yeah. No no rambling, I don't think. We kind of just got to it. Hell um, yeah. More from Marcus, as YouTube comments suggested, which is great. <laughs> I agree. More Marcus is great in my book. You guh, guys, need, yeah. you guys need to pink. talk at all Let's times.
<laughs> all, all talking at the same time, and they just gotta try to decipher like yeah. what, who's saying what. Let's yeah. do that in post. Let's just overlap all the voices. And see what happens. <laughs> on April Fools, we're just gonna post like a podcast where we're all just talking at once on Spotify. <laughs> Someone's gonna be I doing like, their daily workout, and they're just like, I can't listen to this. This hurts. Yeah, <laughs> take off the bows. That's it. Um. I think too in chat, like honestly, it was a, a suggestion from chat to talk about the top ten players and what they're really good at. So, Chad, you guys have suggestions. You know, obviously, you yeah. guys are the consumer, so hearing <laughs> from you guys is really good. And even if it's something we don't cover now, having things ready for the next episode is really good. So, if you guys have anything you want to throw out there, you want to hear from Tweak especially, obviously, and then you have the three of us as well to support. So, where's Larry? Uh, I don't know, not on this show, thank God. Um, yeah. Next, hate <laughs> that guy. <laughs> He's like the nicest guy. Did you see I retweeted him breaking that melee disc recently? I was just bored. No. I was like, this should be fun. <laughs> Snap that melee disc in half. Larry's what a actually dick. like 10 out of 10 human being. Yeah, like, I love Larry. Mm-hmm. Larry. Yeah. Larry hits different, yeah. bro. Larry's like the region. definition of a smash fit. Yeah. He rules, dude. I'm such a fan. Uh, Central America's tonight, right? For a Smash World Tour? Tomorrow. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think it's tomorrow. South America, right? I actually have a metified coaching lesson in like 30 minutes. Oh, oh. shit. All right, let's keep it going. Let's get the whole squad on there. But wait a minute. Well, so <laughs> if, if, you, if you think Tweak is good at this game and you would like advice, oh, you can yeah. check him out on Metify. All right, let's 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 plug that real quick and then we'll call the it. Metify um, plug. Kevin does not sell out. Like He nah. does not show at all. It's like, yeah. And I'm here to tell him to do it. I was going to say, I think that's our job. Is, yeah. The coach's <laughs> job. <laughs> okay, so I, at the beginning of the stream, a lot... There's a lot more of you here now. We're actually on Spotify now. The first episodes one through nine are all on Spotify now. Like search up Tweak Talks, like Tweak Space Talks. You should find it. Um, we just started it. So let me know how that is for you guys. Um, and I'm also on Medify now. It's like a coaching service. Um, it's in my Twitter bio. There's a link in the chat right now. If you want to play Smash with me, um, there's a couple options. You can play Smash Me for like half an hour. You can play Smash Me for an hour. We can do Discord calls, or I can give you advice. Blah blah blah. Basically, anything you want. If you want to play against a specific characters of character of mine, anything. Um, but yeah, that's been going really well. I've done a couple lessons, and it's been great. So if you guys are ever interested in that, feel free to check it out. Other than that, thank you everyone for watching. Thank you to you guys for doing the podcast with me as always. Episode ten. Woo! We're a Woo! real we're a real podcast now, guys. Double digits, baby. Double yeah. digits is huge. Getting yeah. ten, honestly, it, truly, and this is the thing, you know, for every for Smash, getting better Smash or anything, having consistency is so important, man. And and you guys have been crushing it on that. So, yeah. kudos and, and keep it going. Yeah. Is uh, is this like the longest like running pod Smash podcast? Probably. There's been a lot of great Smash podcasts. A lot like, of them, but they, they kind of just like they're not consistent. It's kind of just like, eh, and it's like. I remember I did a I did a podcast with like I remember like Nakat and Viram. That one was super fun. I loved it, but like it, we just weren't consistent enough. And like Dom, yeah. like, there's there's a lot of great people in that podcast. But yeah, I mean I'm I'm glad that uh, I I really like this crew and like we're staying consistent. So I yeah. think consistency is like something that a consistent podcast 
is my something dream that Smash has is had. to have at least an episode or two at an actual tournament somehow. When dude, offline dude, it's come back. Because we do them on Saturday. So, like, imagine just yeah. like being in a hotel room and then, like, we can have like whatever guests. What if guests, we have like, our own setup at the venue, bro? What if we have dude, our own setup? Oh, my goodness. What if we're, we can hook it up at Shine. Shine has boots that you can rent out and stuff. We could easily do it at like, Shine. That sounds hype. Yo, imagine we rent out the stage like late at night or something, like the main stage of the venue, and like That'd like let's sick. say like it's a twenty four hour venue, people can watch it live. We can stream it at the same time. Oh, Yo, oh my so god, hype. we can interact with chat right there live on the spot. <laughs> yeah. Like not that we can't do that now, but like in person is so much different, man. Oh shit, tweaks thinking. I like it. This yeah. is hype, dude. And that's what oh, I hell need. yeah. That's what I need right now. This podcast saved 2021. True. <laughs> but if we True. but if we need like but if we do like something like less ridiculous, like you know, in a hotel room or something, that's fine too. In person is always cool. So Yeah, I agree. Wow, that's something to look forward to. True. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Now I want on, I thought I couldn't want offline more, but uh here I am. Yeah. It's it's, it's gotta happen. Holy shit. Nice. Live audience QA, dude. Like imagine shit like that. Yeah, I know. That'd be crazy. That'd be When's the merch? Dude, all right. We're talking. We are talking right now. <laughs> now we're cooking. <laughs> Hell right. yeah. See you guys next week, as always. We upload the VODs um to YouTube on Monday. I'll probably get it on podcast on Spotify. Probably tomorrow or Monday. Probably tomorrow. So uh, feel free to check that out too. But I hope you guys have a good one. Um, I'm going to go do this Metify lesson. I'll probably stream Smash later tonight too, so we're busy. But uh, yeah, I hope you guys have a good one. Peace out. Peace. Later, chat.